if you jumped and you punched, like, right as you jumped, that, wow, that was like a Dr. S- It is allergy season. Finally, in New York City, it is spring with weather that makes sense, but noses that don't, because now it's stuffed. But despite that, I'm still your host, Austin, for the TryGames.net podcast, where we talk about video games, and I'm here with my co-host, Al, who has lots and lots and lots of luxurious hair, which has proven to be dreads after a discussion with our friend Mo. How you doing, hair? I can't believe it had to be proven. I know, right? But, uh... That that shows your manliness of ability to prove stuff. That has nothing to do with anything. Uh, we are here to talk about stuff. Uh, last week we talked about Mortal Kombat vs. Street Fighter. And conveniently after after we had that conversation, I actually got Mortal Kombat. So good timing on my part. Yay. Because I totally missed the boat on that one. Um, but two big pieces of stuff that... Our particular interest first, an update from the PlayStation Network debacle, and two, uh, got some information on the Wii's successor. We're only going to talk about, you know, what we know. Like, I know everybody wants to speculate and say, oh yeah, it's going to have like two heads, and like a nipple in the middle, and like it's going to drink beer. I, I, I don't know. It would be great if it did that, but uh, we're just going to talk about what we know and per- per- what we personally want to see out of it. Um... Excuse me, my nose is really stuffy because it's allergy season, and I'm in a dusty room that needs to be undusted. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Woo! Dust. Dust. D-E dust. D-E underscore dust. Because that's all people played. Mm -hmm. That got annoying. Because I kind of like CS Opera. That's just me. Anyway. Al. Mm. Sup? None. You've been playing Pokemon Black. Ooh, yeah. So um, that means that you finished Dragon Quest Six. Yeah, I, I did. I, oh wait, did I finish it after the podcast? Yes, you did. Mm. Yeah, so I finished Dragon Quest Six. Kick that castle in the ass. That was old news. Um, Castle's old news with thugs. Yeah, that that game wasn't as tough as um, I thought it would have been. It, like four was like the hardest. Because so like, this one didn't have, like, seven morphs? No, it didn't. And um, it didn't have many consecutive battles either. And, um, it was, uh, you know, standard Dragon Quest fare. Uh, other than, you know, the fact that the boss was a lot easier than I thought. And, uh, you know, I mean, I also leveled up a lot of my professions to max and everything. So I was happy with that. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I don't know, the the game was just uh, the game. <laughs> right. I don't know what else to say about it without, like, revealing anything. Uh, the game is the game. I enjoyed it, and the ending it. was pretty good. I mean, the thing it seems to be, like, with Dragon Quest, is that the endings are all, like, interactive, where you... What happens is that you save the world, blah, 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 and however you do it, because that's just the point of the game, so I'm not spoiling anything there. But then you wind up traveling all over and seeing the fates of all of your characters, whereas in other RPGs, that stuff would happen on its own. 
most of oh, the time, gotcha. they take you somewhere and then you have to run around and talk to people. And then they go, go to your next destination, and then it takes you to the next place. And then you run around and talk to people. Um, so that tends to be kind of like long, but you know, I'm used to it because it's Dragon Quest, so <clears throat> I had beaten it actually. Yeah, I remember when I finished the game. I finished the game after Poor House on Monday. I was on the way home, and I was fighting the last boss. And I gave the last boss, like, the, the final blow, like, right before I got off the train. And then, because I had to go home, go to work, and get to work and start doing work, I don't think I finished the ending until probably three hours later. Right. But So you played it, you beat it while drunk-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and so then after that, I probably went to uh, Pokemon, which I bought, like, in the middle of March. And... You know, everybody I know who has the game, they're probably, like, already finished with it, but I'm going to try and play it as fast as I can. <clears throat> Only problem is that whenever I play it, uh, it's the the monotony of Pokemon seems to be a lot more monotonous than uh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, yeah, yeah. I was gonna... it, it, it makes me sleepy even faster. <laughs> So I I really kind of use Pokemon to kind of like you know I have trouble sleeping so I use it to help myself sleep while at the same time you know leveling up and everything like that which in this game it's like there's over you know 150 ish new Pokemon which in the game they kind of uh they don't go back but they basically only show you the new Pokemon until you finish the game which is good because it keeps your it keeps you focused on the new and refreshing stuff whereas like in Diamond and Pearl they had the new ones but they were filtered in with some of the older ones uh, and then when you finish so, the game you opened up the world to all like 400 and something whatever so in black and white are there is it like a whole shitload of new ones right off the bat while also including the old ones at some point or is it just all new stuff it's all new stuff until you finish the game Okay. Oh, I, th I thought game. you were saying in Diamond and Pearl <laughs> that 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 it was old stuff, and then I, I got confused between the two. Yeah. No. In Diamond and Pearl, there's the the new stuff, but you'll see older ones as you progress right. okay. the main game. Uh, whereas in this, you don't see any old ones. You get no access to any old ones either until you beat it. Until you finish it. Gotcha. Okay. And um, <clears throat> the the other features of the game are actually rather interesting. Um, one thing is um, they just opened up what they call the Pokemon Global Link, and it connects you to a website where in the website you are able to do certain things, like they have little promotions. There was a little promotion where you play like a, a brick-breaking break, brick game, uh, you know, like a la Arkanoid, and you are able to get a random evolution of this Pokemon called Eevee, who basically evolves into one of seven different elemental types. Um, well, elemental... Well, not all elemental, but seven. It, it Basically, from that one Pokemon, you can do satisfied different conditions, and it will become one of seven different Pokemon in the end. Uh, you can get one of those for free, which is associated with this other feature called the Pokemon Dream World, where um, you can basically take a Pokemon and you put it to sleep in a bed, and then you enter its dreams on the website. So it's really like a almost like a synergy between 
just your regular internet and not playing the DS and playing the DS at the same time. So is it is it just a web page with clicks or is it like a flash application or it's something? It's a flash application. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, in the dream world, you can um, basically like you plant berries, and <clears throat> I guess this is where you get the berries from in the game because in um, in the other games you would get the berries inside the game and you would plant them in the game. You would you know reap your rewards and everything like that. But in this game, I'm guessing you get berries from inside the dream world and then you send them to your your game which is essentially making your dreams reality you can also meet other pokemon inside the dream world and if you befriend them you will um uh you'll be able to make them <clears throat> appear in the real world so that you can capture them in real life quote, so you play rpgs to find yourself and to make your dreams a reality isn't that uplifting very, very uplifting. Wait, so so are these things that um, are 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 these things that could not, do, in your opinion, could not be done on the DS by itself, or rather, not just could not be done, but uh, I'm assuming they benefit from being on the web in that, like, if you're like outside or not outside, but not with your DS or whatever, uh, and you have like downtime at work or something, and I'm, t- I'm talking about you in general, not, mm-hmm. not you specifically, you can log in and you can do stuff, but can you still do that, like, would you think it would benefit to do that stuff also on the DS if you had it? Like, um, you know, I don't know if I'm making sense. Basically, is it limited to, have they separated that stuff out into the internet only, or can you do it on both? It's more of a companion uh, okay. It's it's an additional feature, and I think that it's something that um, <clears throat> it it's another way for Nintendo to get. Um, I guess I sh- I could say it's another way for Nintendo to get people to do things that don't necessarily involve the DS with a particular game. And what I mean by that is that uh, well, first off, the Dream World is they limit you on that. You can only play the Dream World for an hour a day. Gotcha. And there's not really much to do in the Dream World in the first place, so I don't understand why you would... I, I guess you could theoretically abuse it if you um, just left it running. But uh, okay. it will automatically just shut down on you <laughs> after an hour, they say. And your progress may or may not be saved, they say as well. So um, Scare you, tactics, ooh. <laughs> it would behoove you to, you know, you run around... Uh, in the dream world, you plant your your stuff, you water your uh, your, your berries, and you go into the what they call the island of dreams or something like that, or the forest of dreams, and you start looking for new berries and Pokemon that you've befriended. Like for example, with this Eevee promotion, you finish the Arkanoid thing, and then it gives you like out of the <clears throat> out of the different elemental or type uh, gems that you get. One of those things will drop out and say, "This is the Eevee that you'll get. Do you want this one?" And if you say yes, then that your decision is final, and that gets sent to your dream world, and you have to meet it and befriend it, and then you'll send it to your real game. If you say no, then you can play the game again another time. I think it's up until May fifth at this point. And um, <clears throat> if you don't like you know if you don't like the one that you got before you have a chance to play the whole game again which is only four stages of Arkanoid um and get another one so like I got the fire one but I already know that I can get the fire one from somewhere else so I will um just 
I want to try and get like maybe the ice or the grass one, which come from the newest game. I don't, I've never seen them yet. So I'm mean, gonna probably try it a couple of times before I, uh, before I actually make my final decision. Would you? Uh, so, just overall, uh, like how, if you if if you if you're recommending this game versus the other games to people, would you say they should dive right in with this one, or is it worth it to explore the older ones first? I think what I've heard from some other people who have played this, uh, at least some of the podcasts, is like this is a great place to start because it you know it it's fresh kind of, yeah. and I know that they kind of overhauled the visuals as well. Yeah, um, they always do that. Like now, there's actually like more. There's more 3D-ish stuff, and there's the the actual Pokemon in the battle animate. Like if they go to sleep, their eyes are closed, and then when they do their attacks, they do a little animation. Whereas in the past, they would just you know be frozen on the screen, and they would flash or something. It's not that much. Like it's not that uh dramatic of an improvement or change from the older games but it is a change right uh, i would say that for anyone new they they should start with this because um because of the fact that your your vision is only fo- focused on like 150 or so pokemon excuse me and burp, those are types that you haven't really seen before uh, you won't really get overwhelmed with the prospect of 600 and... I don't even know. It's like more than 600 Pokemon at this point. Uh, one thing that I kind of don't like is that it's, you know, and it's just the way it works, I guess, with things that are uh, of a creative nature and multitude, that it looks like they're kind of running out of ideas. It, it's just some of the Pokemon designs are just... Uh, I don't know. After how many games are finally running out of ideas, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, it's only really... This is only I'm, the fifth I'm being generation. cynical about that. I know. But, you know, even in the fourth generation, there were some that would just kind of... Really? Couldn't you think about this a little bit differently? Couldn't you scrap this and come up with another... It's almost like Mega Man, where by, by the time Mega Man, like... Yeah. Six and seven came out, it was, they just really dude, ran out of ideas. Dude, by the time ideas. they hit four, some of that shit was stupid. Well, that's true. Bright man. Ring man. Ring man. Ooh, I'm gonna hit you with a ring. Hey. Okay. Great. Skull man. Ooh. Yeah. Basically, um, scorpion in a suit. Mm-hmm. In a so, robot suit. There, there are some other features with the game, like um, there's the, almost a 3ds ish kind of atmosphere with the game because you can play the game with wireless or online or infrared connectivity, like almost and always enabled if you have. The facility for it. So, for example, if you are like a kid in the school, all of your kids in the school play Pokemon, you put on wireless and you can interact with people without having to stop and do something to turn on the wireless. You know, so it, it has its own little uh, bark esque mode. Not even bark esque. It's um, while you're playing the game. Oh, okay. Your wireless is on and constantly searching for people in the area. And. <clears throat> I thought that that was really interesting because with the 3DS, you know, your wireless is constantly on and searching for people in the area and in the games that you play. Like right. for Street Fighter, you do fight requests and you could be on a train or something and somebody get on a train to be playing Street Fighter. This is the, the, the whole dream situation, which I'm not even sure if, like in America, that could truly happen on a frequent basis. Uh, what I would do 
when I get on a trans, I would like look and see if somebody played a DS. Like, oh, maybe they play a Street Fighter. And take or, yours out and take mine out and see if I can fight requests. But the thing is, a they may not be playing DS, uh, 3DS. B, they might not be playing Street Fighter. And C, if they are playing Street Fighter, they might not have fight request on, which is like, right. oh, great. So what's what's the point sometimes, right? But it's always worth a try because then you get those unique experiences that you get to talk about. Like, oh, I got a Street Pass, such and such. Um, they have that kind of feature in, in Pokemon, which is really cool. And uh, on top of everything, the, the world is kind of fashioned like New York City. So oh, is it is it bleaker in any way? And when I say bleaker, I don't mean just the world, but just everything in general. Like, I I, I feel like I heard that about it somewhere, and I could be wrong. I don't really know. Um, I'm still I haven't reached the the main part of the the game world, which is fashion like Manhattan. Uh, uh-huh. I'm still in what you would consider like Brooklyn, <laughs> oh, <okay>. and it's <laughs> all gotcha. you know. Still, I don't know. Prospect I keep... Park and. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's all like houses and grass and some some caves and shit. But I keep I I, I find myself the caves playing. in Brooklyn. Yeah, the caves in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I find myself constantly playing the game at night or early morning. So it is always dark in the game when I play. But uh, I think that that's just. You know, me with the time I play the game because I did play the game somewhere in the afternoon yesterday. I think and it was nice and bright in the game. It was great, but it's also winter time in my game, so I think there's more darkness. So it it syncs up to the time of day, but it doesn't sync up to the season. It does its own seasons. I think every gotcha certain amount of time it changes seasons. Gotcha. Um, I I guess it would be too long to sync up to the to the real week, to the real year. Yeah, I mean it. It could, but then it would be it would be ridiculous. You'd be. It would it. always be winter if you're one of those people who play games like and beat them within a week. Yeah, the whole game is in winter. It's like I want some more seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's all I gotta say about that. Okay, Forrest. And <laughs> that's all I had to say about that. I didn't play anything else, which sucks. I mean, I, I played like Game Dev Story for a minute while I was um, doing the, the wedding. Yesterday, and there's really nothing else to talk about with that. I sold some awesome ass games. I, I made a game. Uh, uh, it was really bad. I mean, not really bad, but the game sold and it was good, quote unquote. But it was a harbor shooter game, and I called it Pearl Harbor. P E R L. Oh, that's yeah, too, soon, too soon. Too soon. Fifty years too soon. Um, too soon. <laughs> and I also like. Oh, I made a monster shooter game called Killamon. Oh god! <laughs> and that was like one of the biggest selling games. And then I sat down and made a monster RPG called Getemon. Yeah, and that that sold awesomely well too. So I'm I'm trying to to, to get into because I'm still making games for the quote unquote play status two, which right now is like a whole generation behind. They've made all sorts of new consoles, but I can't afford the licensing fees, so I keep making games for the play status two. And are, and just like the PlayStation Two, are they still selling pretty decently? Yeah, it's still got like a. Yep. I think all of the major consoles at this point have like a thirteen to fifteen percent market share, and this console I think is like thirteen. But then you have some of the other ones that came out like right around that time, and they have like nine. So yeah, it's still holding its own. Probably because I still make games for it that that sell eight million copies of it and whatnot. 
Yeah, I uh, I I rooted my not rooted. I I transferred a new ROM over to my phone, uh, and I put Game Dev Story back in, and I thought that I had backed up the data, but apparently it there's something something happened. I don't know what happened. I don't really care, but something happened where the data wasn't there, and I I would have had to start from scratch. Mm. And I had played it maybe about a month ago or a month and a half ago for about half an hour, and I saw that my save file was gone, and I was just like, I I'm not playing this anymore. No, oh. I, I like I just don't have it in me. I can't. I need a D pad. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But I I like I like want them to get a dev kit for 3ds or PSP so that they can put it on them too, so I can be an idiot and buy it on those consoles as well because I already have it on the phone. But yeah. I buy it again if I can use buttons. I don't know why. I'm I'm retarded like that. Excuse They're me, R word. Probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's you know. Probably expensive, more expensive. Yeah, than I, I'm sure. A, uh, oh, I'm an sure. Android game. I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> Damn, that really sucks. I have not played anything. This week has been really busy. Oh well. With what have you been playing? Well, before I go to that, I, I just wanted to ask you about your sleeping habits when gaming. Do you like when you say you're playing Pokemon to help you fall asleep? Do you keep it plugged in and you play it and then just fall asleep, or do you get to the point where you're nodding and then you kind of give yourself a huh, and okay, I'm gonna turn this off now and go to sleep? The latter. Um, I basically just uh, you know play whatever the RPG is. Usually, I mean, I've been playing nothing but RPGs for the past ten months or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and then when I start to feel like uh, I've been sitting at the same point, looking at the same wall for a good couple of minutes because I've been sleeping. Uh, then I'll go save, uh, hit the home button, press OK, close it, and then turn over and go to sleep. Or if I'm like, it's sometimes I'm in the living room and I'm sitting on the couch, sitting on the couch. And for example, like this morning, I was trying to get to sleep, I guess. Because I've been sleeping all after, all morning at all afternoon. No, not all morning, because I didn't get home until after 12 yesterday. Uh, I think I was just around 3. And then I woke up about, like, 11. And then I went and made, like, food. And was watching this dream theater thing, because they had to get a new drummer. Yeah. And <clears throat> then I started playing Pokemon around 3 o'clock. So I'm like, okay, I need to get to sleep. I need to get to sleep because I got to wake up for the podcast. So I started to lay on the couch and just play. And I'm like, okay, I'm falling asleep. Good. Keep playing. Fall asleep. Keep playing. <laughs> and I was trying to hatch an egg that I got off of a Toys R Us promotion. So I kept playing, but I kept falling asleep and waking up after a couple of seconds. And uh, then I finally hatched the egg and I said, okay, good. It's time to go to sleep. So as I was going into the bedroom... I was shutting down the game, <clears throat> but I never turned my 3DS off, so I just go back to the home screen and close it. Yeah, because I, I find that that always that never happens intentionally for me. Like I never try to play a game to put myself to sleep. I try to play a game while I'm in bed because like that that's the kind of time of day where I'm like, all right, there's nothing else to do. I'm ready to go to sleep, but I want to get some time in. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that as I'm playing it, I will nod off and then do the huh, <laughs> and then keep on, and then keep on trying to play because I wanted to play it. I didn't want to fall asleep. I wanted to play it. So right. I will I will fruitlessly try to play it and like keep on getting stuck on those on those like doze off points where I'm just like uh huh and then I'll finally give up and just be like all right, I didn't, I really didn't get any product, uh, productive time in here so I'm just going to shut down. Um that happens a lot with Phoenix Wright. 
Um, and I think I told you once that I fell asleep completely um, with my Game Boy Advance open on Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. And I didn't wake up again to shut it down. And so the battery just drained throughout the entire night. Yes. And so when I woke up, I I kind of woke up like on, on my side with like my hands uh with one of my hands around the GBA and I'm like I'm like, it's morning and I looked, I'm like, I'm holding my Game Boy Advance and then I turn <laughs> it on and I, I realize that I can't turn it on because the switch is already on the on position and I'm like, uh oh. Did I just drain the battery so you know, then I wanted to I was like, Oh damn, because then I wanted to like pick up where I left off, but I couldn't because it was dead. Yep. So yeah, I had to go charge it up. Um I almost fell asleep yesterday when I was playing Mortal Kombat. Uh before I went to sleep, which is what I've been playing. Uh, now that I ha- have that, I actually um, I put in uh, MK versus DC uh, to play it for a bit to kind of get my money's worth out of it, which is kind of impossible because I think I paid forty for it, and playing it for four hours is not worth forty dollars. Uh, I have to play it more, but I uh, you know I bought it and I hadn't played it at all, and I felt bad that I just went ahead and bought the next one, which makes it obsolete in my opinion. So I was like, all right, I might as well go through this a little bit and just, you know, get some get some good licks in. Uh, licks as in punches, not licks as in, you know, lick. That's gross. Yeah. Um, and just at least play through one half of the story and, you know, put some hours in. And so I played on the Mortal Kombat side uh, from beginning to end on the story mode. Um, and I, I, I think I played a uh, I played one uh, t- arcade ladder match. Not match, sorry. One arcade ladder in order to, you know, just go go through it from beginning to end and try to do the fatalities. Mm-hmm. The fatalities are ridiculously hard to do in that game on the Xbox 360 pad. I don't know why. Um, Probably because, because of the pad itself. Right, and, and that that's, you know, that's always a key. That's why I specifically said it wasn't the 360 pad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, it's not where... It, it's not where, wow. It's nowhere near as hard to do them on, more, on the new Mortal Kombat. On no. the same pad. Right. Like I don't know what it is, and I think it's it. It could be a byproduct of like it being a 3D game. I guess I really don't know, but I I, I can't get it down. And also, like sweep distance is a hard thing to judge in that game because like not everybody has sweeps, and the sweeps have shorter range in that game than you're used to in older older. Older Mortal Kombat, so you're left wondering: Do I do the old sweep distance or do the new sweep distance? And I, I don't think I've ever gotten a sweep distance fatality to work. Hmm. Maybe um, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. The, I, you're I, I, talking about uh, the new Mortal Kombat, right? No, DC, DC. DC. Okay, I was going to say in the new Mortal Kombat they have the the fatality tutorial, which they show you where sweep distance is. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that. But yeah. yeah, that doesn't really help you in MK versus DC. And it's also much more lenient in the new Mortal Kombat, where in the old one it was it, old one. In NK versus DC, it, it kind of isn't. And, like, Scorpion's Fatality is from sweep distance, press down, 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 B. Okay? Simple. Mm-hmm. I could never get that to work. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And I'm like, it's down, 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 B. How much more simple can it get? Yeah, like, now it's, like, all the time of how fast can you do it and uh, how fast are you supposed to do it? Is it slow? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know, but like that that game uh I kind of you know, playing it now I definitely regret not having played it more in the past and get, getting brushed up on characters and you know, maybe us fighting uh online every so often. Um I mean, we cause we still could. I assume you still own the game, but like yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like why would you play that game when you can play Mortal Kombat now? 
Yeah, I um, mean, it, not even the DC characters, I guess, are uh, a pull enough for it. And all the air fighting and all that stuff. The, you know what? Actually, no, that's a good point. Like, all that stuff is is quite fun. Um, the only one that I don't like is Test Your Might, where you're throwing them to the, through the building, just because, like, like I've never gotten the button mashing to work. Mm-hmm. As as much as I would, like I've been mashing on the buttons, and apparently I have to press all four buttons. You can't just like mash on one, so oh, that's really? what it is. Uh, so I I basically do the thing where I put the controller on my lap and I use my index finger and my middle finger on both hands to just kind of like tap 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 mm-hmm. on the face buttons in order to get that to work, and that's incredibly annoying. Yeah, but, it is. Um, you're right. Now, now that now that you mention all that other stuff, it is still worth playing. Um, I still think that uh, the new Mortal Kombat is a better game in general, though it feels better. Um, it puts more emphasis on old style Mortal Kombat, just kind of like, uh, you know, hard hitting, shorter chains, and and like hitting you at the right time in the right place instead of memorizing these long combos, which and I really like. Uh, it juggles, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I still think uh, long combos kill my. I can't, I can't remember those long strings of button combinations. Oh yeah, I'll le- <clears throat> excuse me, I'll learn it, but then next week I'll be like, Whoa, what? Right, like you go back to a game and you're just like, like even um, even Mortal Kombat vs DC. Like, let's say I turned it on on Sunday. I went through training mode and tried a few of Scorpion's moves and his combos. All right. Then I like went through the story mode, and you know it takes you through different characters. And when it came to Scorpion again, I was like, "Crap! What did I what just learn <laughs> a day ago?" Mm-hmm. Because I spent so much time, you know playing as the characters that the, that the story mode threw at me that I was just, like, unable to remember what I had learned, you know? And mm-hmm. I think I think the hard part, and, and this is, you know, this was, could have been a part of last week's conversation, but, I, you know, I didn't come to that realization until I started playing this more. Um, to be clear, I played both of them more, DCU and the new Mortal Kombat, is that the reason why I feel like Street Fighter is just a more polished franchise is because the same stuff works throughout the series. The same basic stuff works. Mm-hmm. You can do a jump kick into a medium crouching kick into a fireball. You can do Giles five fierce, or four fierce, I'm sorry. It's only four. Uh, you can do an uppercut into a flash kick. You can do all that other stuff that you remember from the original Street Fighter, except they've tweaked it to make it a little bit easier now. In Mortal Kombat... Hey, I don't know about you, but in the new Mortal Kombat, I find it incredibly difficult to do Liu Kang's jump kick into flying kick. In fact, I don't think I've done it yet. I haven't played with Liu Kang yet. <laughs> Honestly, the only character I play with in Mortal Kombat has been Noob Saibot. Okay. But, I mean, like, if you try to do all the old school combos from the original Mortal Kombat, mm. some of them won't work. Mm. And they keep on changing up everything that the characters do. And I'm not advocating that, oh, every character should be the same, but I feel like as the series evolves, it sh- you know it should do that. It should evolve, not completely change. And so the yeah. old things that used to work should still be a staple of your characters. And Mortal Kombat, the, the thing that like a lot of people say that is good about Mortal Kombat is that it's more accessible because all the techniques uh, are pretty much like they're not like super... Uh, complicated to learn, like, a focus dash into a focus cancel into all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, here are the basic principles. You can juggle. You could do auto combos with three, like, if you press XXX. Now, j- based on your sense of physics and what you know these special moves can do, give it a shot. 
You can try to make up your own jungle combos. You can try to figure out what ways work. But we're not going to throw you these weird, like, uh, timing, super timing-based button combinations that, like, that require a lot of thought or whatnot. Which, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love Street Fighter 4. Um, I like it better than Mortal Kombat, but I'm just saying that, like, this is what makes Mortal Kombat itself more accessible. But they kind of take a step back from that by saying, oh, by the way, all that stuff that you might have learned in the old game might not work now. And so it's like, I I wish they would just do that. You know, why can't I do a jump kick into a scorpion spear? That's like a basic, a a, a staple, you know, and I can't do that. Have you you been able to, have you played with scorpion at all? Only noob at the moment. Oh, actually, I played a little Sub-Zero, but I haven't really done any of his legacy stuff. That's another example. I cannot do a jump kick into a slide. Mm. I wonder if it's because of the the combination that you have to do for the slide. Because now the slide is uh, like down, back, and B or something like that, right? The timing is fine. Oh, okay. When I say I can't do it, I don't mean that I can't pull it off. I can pull it off, but the slide doesn't hit. Right. It doesn't actually connect for a combo or or he's already on the ground, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But e- but in the old Mortal Kombat, when he was on the ground, like you could still hit them. Yeah, you could juggle them. Um, or no, like, it wasn't even a juggle because they were like already on the ground at that time, right? Right. Mm. And then in the old in the old Mortal Kombat, at least starting with Mortal Kombat two, you could do a jump kick into a sweep if you were close enough. And I don't think you could do that because you can't hit them when they're on the ground. Right. And I guess I guess that's because they changed the engine to allow for delayed wake ups. Right. Um, which. Which always ends up biting me in the ass because a lot of times I instinctively hold the, the down button on the D pad when I'm when I'm like when I'm falling because I, I think for some reason I used to just always crouch when I got up from a fall in the older Mortal Kombat and that habit kind of carried over. Uh-huh. Tip for any of you who are playing against me, I end up doing that by accident. So if you have an overhead move, just do it. <laughs> um, but like instead of crouching, he'll just wait to get up, and I'm just like, wait, what am I? Oh. And you know, then I'll then I'll realize that I, I'm an idiot and I'll wake up. Um, but yeah, I don't that, really I, know I, the the whole thing about the wake ups yet. Um, do you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, a wake up is a general fighting game. Term, no, no, no. I know so what a wake like, up is. I don't know how to do the wake up in Mortal Kombat. Well, but that's what I'm that's what I'm about to explain is that because okay, it's such, it's a general term about like. Like, when you do a wake-up move, that's when you get off the ground and you hit him back. Right, but they actually denote that you did it in Mortal Kombat. Right. That, that's all, to me, that, that, that's all it is. Okay, is that I thought it was When you something... do it the right way, like, then it says, oh, you did a wake-up. Okay. Um, because if, I would always do stuff like that, but they would never say that I did a wake-up, so I thought it was a special combination that you had to do, and it would trigger a wake-up. I think it's just timing based and the ability and like just do it. like I don't think it's gonna say it if you whiff it or if you get up and then do it and, but it's but it's fast enough that you thought you did it on wake up mm-hmm. like I think I think it's just a timing thing really okay. um, but yeah I've only got I've gotten that randomly I haven't tried to get that denotation uh, uh, denotation I don't know what the word is so I'm just gonna <laughs> pete it out uh, hi Pete but um, yeah I uh, I. I like the story mode in that game a lot. Uh, I think that, um, in in fact, I shouldn't just say in that game, but the way that they that the way that they've done it since Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, I think that is a smart way to not only get force you to learn other characters, but to integrate story into a genre where story never really mattered in the first place. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I I think they do a lot of interesting things with the backstories of each character. Did you even sn- smell story mode yet? Mm-mm. That's the way to play the. You shouldn't play the arcade. You should play the story mode. Okay. Um, because it ex- like I remember you made a comment last week about oh Katana still thinks she's a like a, a princess and she still thinks she's fighting for 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 good instead of evil. No, no, no. Uh, she still thinks that she's Shao Kahn and Sindel's daughter. Oh, is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. Because um, I read her profile. Right. Um, but yeah, again, they 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 explain all that stuff. They didn't just retcon it for the sake of retconning it. And in truth, uh, you'll see that when you play, it's not really a retcon. Mm-hmm. And I think that while you know, this is just like any other fighting game story where it's hokey and corny and like kind of stupid and contrived they put the effort into at least explaining the stuff and like and 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 giving you you know exposition throughout the game instead of it just being like um soul caliber where you play the uh, you know the the mission mode and it's just like uh Mitsur- like you fight and then it's a whole wall of text that says Mitsurugi gets on a boat mm-hmm. and goes to this place and then meets a strange man with a lizard face and fights the man with the lizard face. Except he didn't know that the lizard poisoned him. And then you start the match with Half-Life. It's not like that at all. It's it's literally like... Did you ever play the story mode in NK as well? Uh, NK vs. DC Universe? I think I did, but the thing was I, I didn't know how to play with enough of the characters to truly enjoy it, so I don't right. remember. Gotcha. So it, it's more like, like, again, like if you remember anything from that, like if it comes to you in a dream or something, that's what it's like <laughs> in, uh, in the new Mortal Kombat. Like... And again, you might be scared off by the fact that, hey, they force you to play as different characters, but I think, again, I think it's a really good way to learn all those characters, at least from a uh, from a cursory standpoint, so that you're not, like, going like, Duh. like, if you picked random select and you got a character that you don't normally play with, you wouldn't be like, Duh, I don't know how to play with him. Like, you'd be like, alright, I remember some of his stuff from story mode. And it's not like they sit there and they give you button combinations and they teach you how to use the characters in story mode, but it, again, it's kind of a well. You're gonna have to learn this the hard way because we're making you use Scorpion or we're making you use Liu Kang, so right. you better brush up on him. Uh, and the other thing is that although it gets progressively harder when you die, the difficulty ratchets back down to give you a chance to reacclimate yourself. Oh, so, good. so like if you pick up the game, if I picked up the game like a week from now and continued from where I currently am in story mode, and like the match that I started was really, really hard, because it will start off hard. Like, and then it realizes that I play like shit, and I am just not up to speed, then it'll be like, then it'll ratchet down for me. Hmm. Uh, without me having to go out into the options menu and turn the difficulty down <laughs> to me, to easy. Uh, which I actually did on Mortal Kombat versus DC when I, I faced off against the last character. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a really smart way to do it. I think all fighting games, if they want to have a story mode, they should do something like that. Uh, I think that should become the standard for a story mode in a game if they care about story. Uh, if they don't really care about story and don't want to put the effort into it, well, then it's their—it's kind of their loss. But whatever, you know. Um, yeah. But I—I I think it's a—I think it's a way to extend the life of the game. And also, you know, Mortal Kombat's mythology has been so scattershot and nuts over the past what, like twenty years almost. Wow, it's almost been twenty years. Damn. Oh my god. Mm. Um, that it's like you don't know what the hell happened where and when and where all these stupid characters came from and whatnot. And this is a good way to kind of tie it all together uh, without really retconning it. Um, 
but at the same time, they do some stupid things where, um, because they kind of have to include some different characters that maybe weren't around in the older games, uh, and I won't explain why this happens because, like, you'll 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 find that soon enough. But they they end up contriving reasons for them to be there, and then also, um, you know, a lot of the fighting is is the result of like, you know, either Shang Tsung is like, oh, you know, here's your tournament match, or it'll be like, uh, like you're you're like as one of the other characters, you're you're exploring some area. And like someone will be like, "You're not supposed to be here," and then they'll be like, "You'll be, you'll say something back," and then they'll be like, "Well, I have to take you out," and then you fight, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there are some instances where it's so contrived that like allies will fight against each other because they're pissed. <laughs> so, like for example, uh, Johnny Cage will be hitting on Sonia, as he always does, mm-hmm. and then Sonia will be like, "All right, I've had enough of this. It's time to teach you a lesson," and they'll fight. And it's like it's so contrived because, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't normally get to that point. And even if it did get to that point, you know, with all the X-ray moves in the yeah. game and how brutal it gets, it doesn't make sense to break someone's neck over hitting on you. That's true. At least I don't think so. Yeah, I like, don't think so either. I mean, you know, it's not like he's doing it. He's just Johnny Cage just being like, "Hey, I think you're hot." And then she's like, "Well, fuck you. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you, you, break your nose." Yeah. Um, and that kind of like it, it that kind of carried over from NK versus DC, except it made it made comic book sense there, which really means it didn't make any sense at all. But yeah. it made comic book sense but in that acceptable. game because every, <laughs> yeah, everyone had the rage. So like that that rage caused you to fight when you wouldn't normally have, mm-hmm. and that's fine, fine. If you want to do that, give you yellow eyes and everything, fine. But in this one, like really, and then um, there's one more. Yeah, it's all ba- like half the fights that happen with Johnny Cage are based around him talking too much, <laughs> and his friends going like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! Like, sh- shut up! I'm getting so sick of you." Round one, fight! <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like what? Oh, uh, it's funny. It was like just a day walking in the living forest, and um, Johnny Cage is constantly talking just about his yapping and shit. And like, dude, we don't want to hear this. And he continues, continues, and like, all right, you know what? Fuck this. We're gonna have to shut you up. Round That's one, actually- fight. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> like what you described there is exactly what happens. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I uh, I haven't tried the challenge towers yet. Um, I fought up the ladder, I think once, uh, and I think I died like on the fifth character, and I just stopped because I knew it was going to get Mortal Kombat cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I really like the addition of the jump and punch being a viable combo starter. I think that's really valuable because. Unless in the older games, like unless you were playing a character like Raiden or Johnny Cage, or at least how their punches were in the first Mortal Kombat, you know how some of the characters kind of splay out and lay their fist out, yeah, like, like Sub Zero. Raiden does. In the old Mortal Kombat? No, the in the newer one, I think. Uh, wait, did he I'm, do I'm talking about too? the old ones. I'm talking about the old one? ones. Yeah, in in the first Mortal Kombat, some characters would just like lay their body out and then put their fist out. Right, right. And um, others would be in that kind of ball shape. Ball pose. Yeah, so that that would out. be Kano, Raiden, and uh, Johnny Cage. So you could do some things where if you jumped and you punched like right as you jumped, that wow, that was like a Doctor Seuss rhyme. <laughs> um, yeah, you would you would halt the jump going up. You mean right? Yeah, exactly. Hit? Uh, yeah. 
So, like, you, and you could juggle people like that, and you couldn't do that with a Sub-Zero type. Like, I like those mm-hmm. punches because those were useful. Like, you could catch someone off guard, even if they were, even if you weren't juggling them, you could just, like, and they were standing, you could yep. still hit them. Yeah, and you can't do that. Too. Right. And you can't do that with the other, with the other characters. So, unless you had a character like that, the jumping punch was almost useless. Um... I guess it had some like I don't know how the priorities worked in those games. I only know Street Fighter that in general a jumping punch would override a jump kick depending on the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that applied in Mortal Kombat, but in this game because they use it as a combo starter, it becomes all that much more valuable. Uh, so when I freeze someone with Sub Zero, I can jump in and start a combo with the jump punch and not have to like jump kick and juggle them and and, and you know risk not having the timing down uh, because you know the time is different in this game. Like I could just do. Uh, jumping Y Y Y Y because that's a combo and that that does four hits. That mm-hmm. that's when he pulls out his sword and does everything. Um, okay. And I I haven't tried tag battles yet. Um, I'm kind of iffy on the mechanics. It just seems like because I tried it in training. Yeah, me too. Uh, ba- based off of training, it, it it just seems to be more na- feel more natural in a game like a versus series game. But maybe that's just me trying to get used to this engine. Um, because I think everything else feels great. You're right about the combos. Like I don't, I, I don't really feel in control of some of the combos. Like you have to buffer them in. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, not su- like not like really really buffer, but like instead of like let, let's say Sub Zero's um, triple Y move is like hit, the animation on the screen is like hit hit hit. You have to hit the button like Y Y Y. Yep. Like I'm, and me playing like Move Cybot and trying to remember the combos that I've kind of created uh because i take some of his regular combos and then i combine them with the shadow charge so when he does the final hit it thrusts the character away from him and then the shadow charge chases after them right i have trouble like trying to really put it all together because yeah i think it ahead of time yeah i have to remember okay it's back x x y b okay and then you jump in and you do like a jump punch and you go, okay, back access YB. And then I'll do the combo yeah. and I'll forget to do the shadow charge. Exactly. And, and and I don't, I feel like, especially because um, in in Street Fighter Alpha games, in Versus games, and in Mortal Kombat 3, uh, all the, all the dial-a-combo combos mm-hmm. are almost pretty much in tune with your, with what's going on on the screen. Yes. So, like, you don't have to sit there and buffer it. You don't have to, like, compensate or, or, or do it faster than it comes out on the screen. Like, you, you do it almost exactly as it comes out, maybe a little faster. Uh, but that's about it. And for and especially because Mortal Kombat itself did this earlier on in the series, for them to have changed it with... I don't know if, how Mortal Kombat was. I don't know if you started playing it yet. Um, Which, but... Huh? You started with a new one? Four. The one that I gave you. That led oh, you. no, I haven't started it yet. I might as well have given it to you because I don't want it back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like with with Deadly Alliance and Deception and even DC Universe, it's all buffering, and I I that's the one thing that I don't like about it. You know, that's why I focus on shorter combos and juggling as opposed to like um, like juggling one hits and just stepping away because you know in, in DC Universe, like you still have those long juggle combos, and I I was doing the same thing as you, like rem- trying to remember. Okay, it's X X A Y back in A freeze ball, <laughs> yeah. uh, punch 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 dash in punch punch punch, you know, and like it got to a point where I was doing the combo challenge with Sub Zero, where 
I finally realized that this combo was completely doable if all I did was stare at the top of the screen and look at the button commands and just do them without without really paying attention to what was going on with the characters. Because the time was so rigid and so buffer intensive that all I did was just dial it out and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I think that in a fighting game, it should work based on what you see on the screen, not not yeah. just based on the buffer, you know? So For that real. that's the one light complaint I have about this game, except it's not that much of a complaint because... At most, they're like three-hit combos. Right. It's not like you're going to do a ten-hit combo, and then halfway through the ten-hit combo, you might actually have to wait for the shit to catch up for a second. But, I mean, it's certainly possible to do those, where you you hit, you hit bounce someone off the ground into the air, and then like you follow it with a couple of hits, and then maybe you do an air throw. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like I don't know, I, I haven't explored that depth. Like I like again, I usually focus on short, punchy bursts, and then I step away because there's always a possibility of a combo breaker, mm-hmm. which doesn't do damage, thankfully. But you know, I don't want to deal with like having my move wasted. I just like to do the damage and get out of there. Um, but you know, I they, you know again, there are some problems with the fighting engine that I I, I wish they would have changed. Uh, the most egregious um, being the you know not being able to do a jump kick into a flying kick. Like, I have a problem with that more so than I do with the buffering. Mm. Um, but Johnny Cage can do a jumping kick into a shadow kick. So yeah. that I'm happy about. Like, that's okay. the one thing that so far has worked. Um, and I haven't quite figured out how to get Katana's combos to work because her fan move pushes you away a little bit. Hmm. Whereas in the old Mortal Kombat, it just lifted you up. Right, right. So so I'm trying to figure out... That's another example of them changing something for the worse. And, like, I don't think it's a matter of her being bounced out more because that move is hard to hit with anyways because it leaves her open so so badly when you do the fan move it leaves her so open so it's like why punish her more by having the character get pushed away a little bit I don't understand that you know that mentality but whatever uh, the rest of the game is good um, what's your favorite fatality so far that you've seen uh, mm, well let's see I've only seen Three fatality. Oh yeah. Okay. Shang Tsung fatality out of the three I've seen is definitely the best I've seen so far. I don't think I've seen his. What does he do? He makes you take off your own head. <laughs> he goes into your body, and then you're like struggling, and then you oh yeah, yeah. taking I had, your yep, hand yep. and putting it on your head, and then you rip it off. I was just like, what? That's I have crazy. Seen that. I have seen that. Um, I um, I so in my in my viewing of Mortal Kombat like on the giant bomb stuff because they did a whole blowout on it like tournament and the um Thursday night throwdowns right. and the uh the quick look at it um I still have to go back to Kung Lao because they bring back his old Mortal Kombat 2 fatality which was my favorite uh fatality all the way up until they started some like some of the more heinous deadly alliance stuff which um, fatality is this is just the the when split he bisects half? you, yeah, oh, the split half. Okay, I thought it was because I, I always liked the one where you had to <clears throat> where he throws the hat and you had to kind of press up just a little bit to get it into the neck. Yeah, but I um, hated that because they made you do extra work, and half the time it didn't work because you did <laughs> yeah, it wrong. That was that was what I liked about it. I was just like, watch this, watch this. Oh, oh they go the head. I hate that. I, I mean, I liked it only when it worked. And even then, I was like, I'd rather just use Johnny Cage's head thing. But, um, yeah, they bring it back for this one. And they uh, they uh, they put some really good camera angles for that fatality. Hmm. And they do a lot of extra artwork when, like, the body splits apart. This is really gross. But, yeah, you should go into the trainer and try it and just see how they've changed it 
from the original, but it's 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 like great. Like I I, I think I think the way they they worked it, they they kind of updated it was is, you know, they left it alone, but they just added elements to things surrounding it, like the camera angle, like the you know the way that they drew it. Um, but they didn't say like, oh, we're gonna slice him in half, and then we're also gonna cut his sli- sliced in half head off, and then we're also gonna cut. It. No, they just <laughs> slice in half. No, just old stuff. Um, the, another funny one is Johnny Cage. Um, he kind of chops your head in half, so it's still attached to your body, but like it's kind of splitting open. Mm-hmm. And then he takes out his Oscar and jams it into the base of your neck. Oh shit. <laughs> so he replaces your head with an Oscar, and it's funny in that Mortal Kombat three. Ha ha! Look how stupid this is. Yeah, but it's still gruesome, so it it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else I've seen. Um, some of the freaking X-ray moves might as well be fatalities. Yeah, like they're really really brutal, but <clears throat> at the same time, you just get right back up and get to your fighting. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like, and that's why it's just so funny to me when the story mode is all like, yo. Um, you're my friend, but you're talking too much. Let's fight. Like when uh, I'm trying to think. Um, what's Jax's X-ray move? I think he breaks your he breaks your back over his knee, and then he breaks your back over his back. Yeah, something like that. He did it to me once, but I don't really remember it because um, I only fought him once. You know what? What the what the X-ray moves remind me of now? They remind me of doing a triple super in Mar- Marvel's Capcom Two. Because oh. the mechanic, because of the mechanic, is just like L trigger, R trigger, right? And it it feels like that kind of like pull, like you're pulling a trigger. I don't know. Uh, I I like that little kind of kitschy, nostalgic feel to it because it reminds me of MVC. But anyway, that I, I've been playing Ridge Racer as well. Um, it's Ridge Racer, like I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> um, oh, one thing about that before I get off of that topic is, I swear to God, I've heard the announcer say you've got pwned. He probably did. No, no, no. Maybe just maybe owned. Maybe it's just owned. Uh-huh. But I, I don't remember it clearly because I've turned the announcer way down. Uh, because she is really owned. annoying. It's like, you got owned. Oh, I can't believe you let him pass you. You better do better. Great job. I, I hate that crap. So I just turn it off. Yeah, that is um, quite annoying now that you're uh, describing it. Um, I, I, I will say visually, like despite the cars being ugly as hell, um, I'll have to go back to the PSP version and see how they how they did it, but like on some of the roads, uh, they they have some a really good sense of lighting um, for the 3DS, which which leads me to believe that the 3DS is is really like I wonder how capable it is if someone were to dare to go to Nintendo and say, "Hey, this game is not going to have 3D at all because we are going to work on making this look fantastic." And let me show you what it looks like when you don't have 3D. Like, it makes me wonder how powerful the system is. True. Um, I think that there like, will be... There probably will be games like that because they did say that they are... What was it? There's not a mandate, but like you can't have a game that's only 3D. But I guess you can have a game that has 3D in it. Are you talking See, about like 3D as in the 3D effect or 3D as in <clears throat> polygon? 3D, the 3D effect because... Like I, I, for some reason, I, I feel like I remember it differently. Where they, 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 they want you to use the three D. No, you know what? You don't have to. You're right because I remember somebody was talking about a, a Pac Man game where, like, they had the original Pac Man bundled in, mm-hmm. and that that ver- that mode does not have any three D in it whatsoever. And even if you turn on the on the three D slider, ah, 
So, like, they can't force you to do 3D. So, yeah, like, I would love for that to, to, to see that happen, to see what people could do graphically with this machine. Um, but, yeah, in Ridge Racer, like, there's some decent um, Xbox-esque lighting on, like, um, I don't know how you would call this type of road, but it's kind of like a cobblestone road, but not really. Okay. Um, it's not cobblestones, but it's similar where it's, like, tiled. Um, and, like, the light, the, the light that comes off, it, it's, it's, it's like one of the roads in Outrun, uh, Outrun 2. Um, but the way that the light kind of reflects off of it is, is it looks like it's some kind of good normal mapping that I wouldn't have expected to see on a, a 3DS, because I don't think it's out on the PSP. I could be wrong. Okay. But, like, it, it's a minor detail. I'm getting super nerdy here, and I apologize for it for anyone who's listening who's like, what's normal mapping? But, <laughs> like, it, 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 it looks like it's a capable, graphically, like, more capable than I thought it was. And they do a nice job, and maybe they're faking it, but they do a nice job of faking kind of HDR when you're coming out of a tunnel. Ooh. Like, when you're coming out of a tunnel and you see the exit coming up, all you see is this bright white rectangle. And then as you come out, um, as you come close to the rectangle, the environment outside just kind of slowly fades in. Yeah, and that's HDR. actually kind of... that's actually Yeah, but I don't know if they faked it or if it's, like, oh. procedural. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they just put, like, a, a white transparency... Like, they just made it happen or if it's actually a factor of the 3D engine. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they, they put, like, a white sheen over the exit and then they made that sheen, like, kind of... Fade away, haha, <laughs> Charlie Sheen, haha, <laughs> like slowly fade away as you came closer to it. But the effect is still cool. the the only, The one functional problem of that is that if there's a steep, if there's a really sharp turn and you're not ready for it, then you don't see it until you're right there. Oh damn. Um, but oh, one last thing. There's one button drifting, as if the game weren't easy enough. <laughs> so normally, you come up to a curve, you let go of the accelerator you push the analog stick in the direction of the turn, and then you press the accelerator again while letting go of the analog stick. So basically you just nudge it, and then it'll go into drift, and you just let it drift. And then when it's time to kind of turn back to, to have the nose of your car fingers forward, you just kind of tap the analog stick in the other direction just to, just to right yourself. The game does most of it for you. Well, now all you have to do is when you're driving and you come to a corner, you just press the Y button and you hold it down to drift, and then you let go of it to stop drifting. And that is, like, really, really racing game on rails. Like, I turned that off immediately because I was like, this is too easy, and, like, it makes me feel like I'm uninvolved in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but, you know, if you have the other ones, just don't buy it. It's it's not... It, uh, unless you're stupid like me. And I've gone through that diatribe already. So we will move on to some uh, PlayStation Network news and uh, Nintendo news. So we'll be right back after these messages, which will take about half an hour in real time. No, it won't. I'm lying. It never takes half an hour. Okay, we'll be right back. We have returned from the ether. How, how did that? How did that ether vacation feel for you? It was tasty. It was tasty. You tasted the ether. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got uh, a little update on the PlayStation Network stuff. I know we we got a little bit ranty last week. Well, I got a little ranty last week because I didn't really care about the fact uh, the facts. I just cared about telling hacker groups to stop. 
<laughs> uh, which they should. Yeah. But um, Patrick Klepek, who now works for Giant Bomb, which is which is pretty cool, um, reported on some of the stuff that was happening around the PlayStation Network outage. And uh, I'm not going to try to read it word for word, but um, let's see. Uh, it says, we have a clear path to have PlayStation Network and... I can't believe I'm reading this. Curiosity <laughs> systems back online and expect to restore some services within a week. So within a week, this was reported on April 26th, which is which was Tuesday. So as Possibly of this recording, yeah, as of this recording, it's still down. Yeah, um, you won't get to it. I, I tried to log in online at least to change my password, and they wouldn't let you do it. Yeah, it's um, completely. When I say down. online, I meant through a web browser. Um, Let's see. The continued air... Uh, oh, okay. Unfortunately, credit card details remain a mystery. While there is no evidence at this time that credit card data was taken, we cannot rule out the possibility. If you have provided your credit card data through the PlayStation Network or Curiosity, out of an abundance of caution, we are advising you that your credit card number, excluding security code and expiration date, may have been obtained. So now I'm paranoid, and now I need to get on there and find out which credit card I use there. But I can't get on there and find out which credit card I use because I can't log on. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, here, here, here's the other thing. Here's what available. Here's what's available to intruders: name, address, country, email address, birth date, PlayStation Network password and login, and online ID. It's also possible that your profile data, including your purchase history and billing address and your PlayStation Network QRC password, security answers were included. Um, now, I don't know if you remember anything that our friend Joel told us uh, during Poorhouse, but he said something on the, on the level of it was because um, hackers wanted to get games for free, and so they figured out a way to spoof themselves as developers. To right. Log on to the network, which is what went hand in hand with the um, the jail rig, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then as soon as they started doing that, they're like, "Hey, wait! Now that we're on here as developers, like we can also do this other shit." And then I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know if that's tied to this. I don't know. Um, it, it could possibly be. Because I guess if they figured out how to spoof themselves as developers, maybe they figured them how to spoof themselves as other people. Or even um, how to gain admin access somewhere. Right, right, exactly. Um, but there's some updates to like the general story. Um, so one of the updates is Sony has just confirmed to Patrick Klepek there's currently no way to determine what password you were or are using on PSN. Um, if you're worried at all, you should probably change your password that's used across the internet, which is fine because my passwords are different. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is funny. Some users have suggested counting the number of stars in your saved password on your PlayStation as a way to help determine what password you may have been using. That's kind of, that isn't that depressing that you can't even like figure out what you were using on your PlayStation like you have to log in to your like you, like you can't even go online on your PC. You have to log into your PlayStation and see the see like the masked password <laughs> to try to guess. Like, "Oh, this one is uh this one is six stars." So I guess it was my password that was Fru Fru. Um, I think it's that one because it's six letters. Let's try that. Like th- that's depressing that it's gotten to that point that you can't even log on to your account off the and console. I think that and- at least, well, yeah, it's bad that you can't log on to your account from the browser, but that's just because PSN is completely like shut down to right. everything. Right, it's shut. To- 
But... Right, exactly. But that's that's what's impressing about it is that how that's how deep it's gotten. Yeah. Um, and you know they had to do it because like the thief could log on in the browser because they have all your security questions yep. and answers. They could just do the same thing that you can. For real. And you know that's that's depressing. Um, Very depressing. And that's also dangerous because now you can't prove who you are mm-hmm. because they have all your data. Yep. So unless like I. Uh, unless, like, somehow you gave them your... Or, and thank God they didn't ask for a social security number. Oh, goodness. Imagine. Because then you're fucked. You're Can't change that. <laughs> yeah. Um, second update. Regarding rumors, Sony may have notified banks days ahead of disclosing today's rela- revelations to the public. That's a key thing, actually. I have since contacted customer service representatives at both Bank of America and Chase. I personally have accounts at both financial firms, and the representatives claim to have received no information from Sony about a mass breach of credit information. And that's key because the first lawsuit that was uh, levied against Sony was specifically because they didn't say anything about whether or not the credit card information itself was breached or, or even say anything about the possibility mm-hmm. that credit card numbers have been compromised. And I think there's, like... There was outrage over that, and then there's actually a California law that says that you don't have to notify them immediately or something like that. Hmm. I have to go read the other news story, but there's some weird complication around that. Um, and then the third update is Valve has just told me that anyone who connected their PlayStation Network account to Steam via Portal 2 should not be worried either. Steam has nothing to do with the PSN outage. However, for a lot of people like you, Al... I can't do it right now. Steam. Yeah, you can't even do it. So, um, And granted... You know, even if I could, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> right at this point. Right, I have See, to change my password first. You know what's funny? Like uh, on on the gigantic basketball thread that I have with with my friends. Like you know, it breaks out occasionally into like video game debates. Um, and there's there's currently like a, a little tete a tete about 360 versus PS3 and shit. Um, and a lot of people are like, yo, my 360, like my PlayStation 3 hasn't red ringed on me, and like. My PlayStation works fine, and I have backwards compatibility and all that stuff. And, like, that's been the kind of monkey on Microsoft's back that whenever it comes down to this versus that, everyone always says, hey, well, my console hasn't red-ringed, but yours has, you know? And that's been the big, you know, thing. Like, what was the return rate was, like, 30% or something. And yep. that was a huge stain on Microsoft's... Oh, know, my God. That is so what? loud. The phone. Oh, ringing. your phone? You know what? Dingy, dingy, dingy. Hello. Hi. This is Al. I've got a sexy baritone voice, and you're talking on the phone with Al. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's been the biggest thing. Whenever anyone anybody has – it's my stuffed nose, I swear. Whenever (laughs) anybody has a debate about this, it always comes down to, you know, broken consoles. And that Microsoft has them all. You know – PS3s aren't prone. Uh, they aren't, uh, you know, completely immune from that shit either. Because right, they're I've had they're not to change mine too. Right, they're they're definitely not. But like, as far as the mass kind of hysteria that 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 came out over the 360, like it's nothing PS3, like that. Yeah. It's nothing like that. And like, it it was you know, your I think yours was a case of electronics will break. Microsoft was a case of yo, we rushed the shit out of this, and we did. We had a poor, we did a poor job designing and putting it together. And they went ahead and said we would do it again if we had to because we wanted to get that market share. Right. That is huge. Like that is huge and negative. But now, you know, now it it feels like now they're kind of on an even keel because unless you unless you haven't signed up for PSN at all, 
like you are even if you don't really use it, you are now potentially a victim of identity theft. Yep. In one way or another. And like I, I tried, you know, on, on the basketball thing, I tried to like tell people, like, look, you know, this isn't about like hating PS3 and whatever, and like it's not about you not caring about online because you have a single player game that you want to play. It's about your shit being stolen. Isn't that worse? Like, I think it's worse to be potentially, you know, victim to identity theft than to have, oh, my console broke and now I need a new one. Oh yeah, because like I if think you that's need a, a lot worse. Two hundred fifty dollars if you want to buy it a full price or three hundred dollars, but identity theft could mean, uh, if action is taken, you could wind up being, you know, out of a whole bunch of money for a while until the issue is resolved. Yeah, that's a that's a scary thought, and and what my fear is, is once this gets fixed, who's to stop someone else from doing it again? Because like they they cracked it once, and it, it makes me wonder how come nobody has done this to Xbox Live yet on this level, you know? Yeah. And and and, and I know that there have been hackers that found a way to play online or whatever, but like it's not as widespread as this, or at least it's not as publicized as this, and it hasn't led to people steer, stealing credit card information or anything like that. Um, and, and again, this is speculation. We don't know if credit card information was stolen, but the risk is there. Right. And I and do I'm think w- that <clears throat> uh, I read a, an article about uh, George Hotz commenting on the whole thing, once again saying that he's not involved with it. Right. Um, but he said that you really shouldn't blame the engineers, uh, you know, the guys who built the system. You should really blame the execs who were really kind of going after the hackers. And it's very possible that this whole thing is just to prove a point. Which is yeah, a I, really fucked up point, but it's it could be, it, it's not like a, something that would happen again. It's only because, you know, you guys are saying that hackers are doing such and such and such, and so we're going to show you what hackers really do. But at the same time, you're like, dude, hackers aren't terrorists, but you're making them out to be. Now you're making hackers to be worse than they really are. You're tarnishing their, their reputation. You mean the people who are doing it, right? The people Not who are Sony doing it, right. They're tarnishing right. the reputation of all people who like to tinker with stuff, and most of them don't do things that are malicious. Some of them do, yeah, but you know, doing something on a massive scale like this and bringing it into the mainstream is now going to you know, label somebody, oh yeah, you know, I, I fuck with computers. Like, oh, you're one of those hackers? Now your reputation shit. Right. I, I, I hate that defiant, like, oh... It's your fault that we're doing this. It's like an abusive husband. Why do you yeah. make me hit you? Like, <laughs> and, and like that sounds funny. And like, I'm I'm trying not to laugh because I'm serious about like the fact that it's it's that it's that fucked up mentality in society that allows people to to justify stupid things that they do. Again, like the abusive husband. Yeah. You know, it's like no, you have no right to hit her. I'm sorry, you don't. Unless like she punches you in the balls and is like trying to take your money and is trying to kill you. All right, that's different. But you know that that's not yeah, what happens. Yeah, but for someone who's doing absolutely nothing to you, it's wrong. Why do you make me hit you? You like you you can't cook, so I have to hit you now. No, it's not her fault. It's your fault for being an ass. You know. Likewise, it's like no, it's not Sony's exec's fault for wanting to protect their system. I mean, I think that maybe like you go overboard with how you say things, but may- maybe. But I don't even know if that's the case. Like, it's like, what, are, hackers, are you on your period or something? Are you overly sensitive? Are you insulted now? Oh, they, they said they're going to be taken against us. Well, we'll show them. Eh. Like, really? Like, is, is that, you know, what is that accomplishing other than getting a whole bunch of people, like, to, to basically now, like you said, have a much worse opinion of your community? You know? 
you're, like again, like I said last week, you're not heroes, you're assholes. Um, and and I just, you know, I, I wonder. The the other thing that I wonder to to completely segue in a poor way is whether or not it's a factor of, you know, Microsoft potentially having a better infrastructure. Because I mean, this is micro like. Remember when when Xbox first came out and like you and I were laughing at it? We we're like, oh, Microsoft does no games, and this is really stupid because Microsoft does no games, and it's it's known games for Windows, and yeah. I totally didn't even think about that. But what they didn't know was hardware, right? So their core competency wasn't in hardware, and that's why we scoffed at it. Well, now in this case, Microsoft has traditionally been a software company, operating systems and 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 uh, uh, applications, and I can imagine security. So. Does Microsoft have a leg up on Sony with security such that if hackers tried to do this with Microsoft, it would be much more difficult? Possibly. And I honestly <laughs> think that that could very well be part of the difference between paying $50 a year, $6 a year. Exactly. That's what I was getting free to. Service. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, Microsoft is better and you should get an Xbox. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like there, there might be a difference between why you pay. Because like, when people are like, oh, I get my PlayStation Online for free. All right, great, but you know, do you, do you realize that do you realize that when you're paying for something, you are paying yes for some access to shit that should be free, but also there's like they put that money to infrastructure. Um, so I don't know that that's what I'm wondering, and I'm hoping that's the case because then if some somebody hacks Xbox Live, then you're screwed. Yeah, you know, and and of course the reason why no one's hacked the Wii is because no one gives a shit about the Wii. Right, on. it's just like um, why no one really puts out viruses for Mac and Linux because no one really gives a shit about that. Right, um, but yeah, that's that whole PlayStation. If you've been affected um, by the PlayStation Network outage, more specifically around um, around like uh, a theft or or whatever, like if you've actually experienced like seen suspicious charges on your credit card due to this, you know, write in, let us know what's, what's been going on uh, uh, or, or tweet us or let us know, like, if you were able to get it fixed or, or whatnot. Because this is, you know, this is a serious thing. This is huge. Um, and it's like, it's like a blight on Sony's so far good name because they were doing great. You know, they, they, they started getting great exclusives. Um, the price went down. Um, they, they added a pay online thing just for people who wanted extra features and I heard that it's pretty actually substantial um and then now this happens you know so it's it's a it's a major blow so if anything's happened to you and you want to comment on it tweet us uh email us uh, mailbag at trygames.net uh you can tweet me at, at mr chupon with an o or al at d red mage or pete at, at gs ribbon and he'll let us know since he's still internet sick um but yeah let us know really wondering what's going on with this stuff but um any last thoughts before we move on to the next thing? Uh, no, no, let's move on to the next thing. So the next thing, uh, Segway! Uh, apparently, at E3, you are going to be able to play the next Nintendo console. Yay. The successor to the Wii, and it will be an HD, thank God, not because I'm a graphics whore, but because as TVs advance, the ports are going to go away. And it would be nice to just be able to use an HDMI cable and plug it into the back of my TV. Very true. Having done it like before, it's just like, oh, it's not a big deal. But then now, having done it and seeing the convenience of it, and then having to like bring like a three prong component cable to play PS2 or Wii, it's just like, uh, I'm so lazy now. <laughs> it really is a function of laziness. I don't have any excuse for it. Um, but 
there have been rumors swirling around, but I think Game Informer has the scoop on like what it's going to be at least, like for sure, not what might be, but what it is. And uh, again, Patrick Klepek from Giant Bomb uh, does a little write up on this, and he says that. Um, Nintendo appears to have officially dismissed any rumors that the next console will pull a surprise launch this year. Good, thank God. Because um, I already spent 250 on a 3DS. Yeah. The reason Nintendo has not included sales projections for the Wii successor in their financial projections is because it's not coming out until after April. So that, you know, makes right. sense. Um, Sometime next, next year. Despite Nintendo's embracing the third dimension with the 3DS, that won't be the case here. With the 3DS, Nintendo could... Well, this is obvious, right? You know, like, obviously you're not going to sit there and try to put a screen... Try to force a 3D screen from television manufacturers. But, like, it's still... I guess they still had to address that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it, it, it makes me... Assume. Right. It, it does make me wonder, though. Does that mean that they're throwing out any notion of the system being 3D capable? Hmm. You know? Or does that just mean that we're not going to put a 3D screen on it? Which, again... Duh. Um, and here's the, here's some stuff from the Game Informer thing. Um, news on the tech isn't specific, but but GI believes that the new Wii will spit out HD or uh, whatever, and might or might not support the Wii remote that we're used to. I heard that I heard that it's supposed to have all the backwards compatibility, so there's there's no way that it can't. Yeah. That's true. Um, and then uh, oh, this is a great mock-up. Uh, it's just a, it's a paint drawing of a Wii, and it has a big HD emblazoned on it. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you in the chat. Um, let's see. Uh, as for backwards compatibility, blah, blah, blah. Nothing's confirmed. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> the link I clicked would brought me to Madden. Yeah, Madden. scroll down a little bit. Oh, scroll oh, okay. down to April 14th. Um, but yeah, so so um, all the things that, I've, that I think are, have been confirmed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a smiley face on the button. But yeah, uh, some of the things that seem to be confirmed, but I'm I'm still holding my breath on because I I don't you know I don't believe in rumors or speculation are that the controller will be more traditional and that it'll be the it'll be the console that all the hardcore people want and mm. like it still will be backwards compatible, but their focus is now going to be back on bringing hard hitting titles. Um, Hard-hitting AAA titles. I hate that term, but that's what the term is. Um, And so I guess my question is, this is the owner, uh, owner, the only somewhat rumor-esque thing that I want to ask you about because, I mean, like, it seems like it makes sense and it's some, I I feel like I heard them say that that's kind of what they're going for, but again, I I, I don't remember. Um, What do you think the feasibility of that is? And, and and the reason why I pose a question that way is their success was completely based on the fact that they changed the game. And right. now they're changing it. They're not changing it again. They're changing it back. So, like, like when you hear that, like, what do you think about that? Maybe it's... <clears throat> Yawn. Excuse me. <clears throat> Very early morning here. <clears throat> I think that they may realize that due to the way the market's moving and the way that people's perceptions of like we and the motion gaming and everything like that is going that they may want to revive what 
you know, they originally were mar- not known market, for, but, yeah, originally were making games for in the first place, you know, back in the Nintendo Super Nintendo era, so that they could shake things up again. Because now everybody's following them, and I think right. that that could be what uh, is driving them to do this. Because right, they came up with Wii in 2006. Everybody was shitting on the the motion game. Everybody was you know, it's two GameCube slapped together, blah 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 blah. But everybody fucking bought it, and everybody was playing it. And then they came up with Wii Fit, and people were like, oh, you know, now it's this board, blah blah blah. But people bought it, and everything that. Well, mostly everything that Nintendo was coming out with relating to this new um, revolution in, in gaming. Ah, uh, said revolution. Um, revolution. It they've they've been working, and then it led Microsoft to come out with Kinect, and it led Sony to come out with you know the the move, which is pretty much just like a Wii. But anyway, um, but better. I, I like it. Yeah. But now, at this point, I mean, I don't, I don't see much in in the terms of like must-have titles for Connect or or Move. In in my opinion, um, I don't know if there was anything that's a must-have for you. The only thing that would come close is Dance Central, and that was kind of a flash in the pan for me. Right. Um, Move really, move is really like, like I said, is, is is to me a better version of the Wii. And so anything that I would normally play on the Wii, I would play. I, I would now like to try and move. Nothing is a must-have, but I, I still would. I still like the technology, and I would like to play first-person shooters on the play, on, on the PlayStation Three with Move. Um, again, must-have, no, but highly interested. And I think kind of at this point, um, like I, I mean, while while I you know got too much to play. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, so must have is the only thing that I would actually end up being able to spend money on. But the, like, I, I I think you know, uh, it's one of the things where I wish I could, I could go outside of the realm of must haves, right? Because it's it's really dictated by my budget and my time. But um, see, my, my I think my um, my problem with uh, you know this whole like they're changing the game again is like they aren't. They're not changing the game because Microsoft and Sony are still doing what they're doing. Yeah, despite this, having this these is things. the game that they're doing. So they're not changing shit. Unless they're, they're go- doing something else. Right. That Which hopefully that's the it. case. I hope that's the case for their sake. Um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, I would love for that to happen because I would love to see a more steady stream of Mario, Metroid, Zelda, uh, all those other games that like... Mm-hmm. Um, Donkey Kong, whatever, like all those franchises that we knew and loved, uh, all the all the third party ports that you know, if you know, and, and again, right by by now it's kind of a moot point because I have all three consoles. But if I were to choose to only have a Nintendo console, or if I decided that I like their controller the best, depending on what it looks like, um, I would like like I would like to play it on the console, which ideally I'd like to play on the console which has the best controller. Uh, right. Half the time it ends up being the console that has most of my friends on it, so 360 for Mortal Kombat and, and stuff right. like that. But mm-hmm. you know, usually with single player games, it's like if it's a multiple, co- if it's multi platform for a single player game, what controller am I most comfortable with? Then I'll, I'll use that system. That's that's why I still got GameCube ports, even though I had a PS2, um, which is stupid because there was no L1 button, but I didn't care. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I that that's why I see trouble because like the whole uh, again the whole basis was was that they 
you know, they went away from the norm. So I'm wondering what, you know, if if this is a a a GameCube type thing where they're like this is how we're going to be different. We're going to change the controller standards up. We're going to make it look like a lunchbox. <laughs> um and we are going to, you know, we're just going to do things differently. But those weren't the differences that mattered. Right. And as much as as much as I love that controller, like it it just didn't catch on, you know, because people played the certain types of games that didn't really fit in with that controller, which is a shame, you know, because then that's what led us to oh, everything is Call of Duty and all that shit. Yeah. But um it, you know, it's it is it going to be are they going to choose a difference that matters and with with you know, Fizeme at the helm um, hopefully, having some influence over, you know, a market strategy or whatever, I, you know, maybe there's some hope for them coming out with something innovative. But, you know, I have no problem with any of the console manufacturers just coming out with a better version of their console because I just want to play games. Yeah, but, but if yeah, they're gonna, if they're, the, uh, uh, anyway, you, you go on. I, I'm really just talking about like if, it, you know, if they're they're making, if they're you know trying to compete in the marketplace. You know, from an industry perspective, that's where I'm concerned. And then also from a perspective of, if I choose to support this console, will it be worth supporting? Right. That's the most significant part. You know? And, I mean, even with the Dreamcast, even though it was alive for only two years, there was a lot of shit that was on it that was good. Not Mortal Kombat 4, that's why I gave it to you. <laughs> um, but at the same time, all the stuff that came out for it that was significant to me has either been made obsolete by sequels that are better than what you had. Like, I honestly believe that Soul Calibur 2 has made has almost made the original Soul Calibur obsolete. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's no reason for me to play it on Dreamcast anymore. There's no reason for me to download it on Xbox Live Arcade because it's obsolete. And there you go, is that all those other games are now coming out on other platforms. Um, and and I, it's I just like... have, like, Soul Calibur 4, which... I mean, I, I played it maybe twice, but I really don't know... Uh, I guess I don't know Soul Calibur enough that I th- I think that Soul Calibur four would sort of make Soul Calibur's one, two, and three obsolete. Like I right. don't really see myself one. Oh, I gotta go play Link on my my GameCube Soul Calibur two, uh, right. which is probably probably like the only reason why I would play it in the first place at this point. And the only reason why I'm gonna play um, the original Soul Calibur is like on my Dreamcast Appreciation Day. <laughs> All right, that's right. You have that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's you know, with two years worth of stuff, great stuff. But eventually, it's going to run out, and eventually, it's going to be re released. And it's like, well, why should I bother pulling out the Dreamcast again? And I haven't touched it. I, I don't know why I still have it hooked up to my, you know, entertainment center because there's really no reason for it. That's a sad. <laughs> that's a sad fact. But there is no reason. Soul Calibur is on my other consoles. Um, NBA 2K has evolved way since 2K1, um, and I sold that game back anyways. Um, what else is there? Uh, all the Resident Evil game. Well, just there was just Code Veronica, right? That yeah. came out on GameCube, and I think it also came out on Wii. Um, Wait, Code Veronica? Yeah, because like, remember the Wii? No, 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 no. The Wii had the port of the Resident Evil remake. No, in GameCube a, in, had one, one and two, and Nemesis. No, that I know, but I'm saying that I I know that the Wii took the remake and put it on Wii. Of Coveronica? Coveronica no, X? R- the R- no, the RE remake. Resident Evil remake. The original? Yes. And so uh, that's why I got confused because I thought that maybe they did the same thing for Code Veronica and all the other games too. Really? Like, 
they they like I thought that they repackaged the repackaging. No, I don't think no. they did. I think they just did it for Ari, Resident Evil One. I didn't know um, that they they redid Resident Evil for a week. The box is a white box with the box art of the GameCube thing. <laughs> oh, like Pikmin. Yeah, exactly. And that, that that's just stupid to me. But you know yeah. they that's what they did. Um, they have but yeah, so it's like PS2 anyway. Right, so like, if the new Nintendo thing comes out and it fizzles out with like a year and a half or two years, which Nintendo would never let happen, they would like be stubborn and keep at it. Mm-hmm. But like, if it did, then it's like now I've bought into another Dreamcast, where where like in in time, all the games that I enjoyed here, I will never need it again, and there will be no reason for me to have it, and that's sad, you know. Um, but so that's what we know, or what we think we know. Is, is, is do you have any other thoughts on that before like I before you want to talk about what you think you'd want to see? Uh, hmm. Well, it's it's all a big mystery to me right now, just because uh, you know I'm overwhelmed with games in general, and right. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to a new console, so I don't know what. I mean, granted, the the Wii, in and of itself, uh, given you know the the emphasis on HD these days, is outdated. Because of the the lack of HD and the lack of capability that people feel that they have with developing for the console, you know, number of buttons and right. uh, the control interface with the um, processing power. Uh, so I can understand why there should be another console, but I just don't really find myself like expecting on it. Like I'm like, okay, well, you know, when E3 comes, I'll learn more about it. Uh, you know, I'm not all about this mock-up. Like, anytime I see something about quote, well, unquote, Wii 2 or anything <laughs> like that, ignore it. I don't really care. Right. I, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, mock-ups or anything. Like, what do you think? I mean, like, what do you want out of it? What do you want them to do? Oh, no, no, no. You were asking me if I had anything else to say before that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you jumped into that. Mm-mm. No, that, that was basically all I really wanted to say. Like, that I just feel like, in general, there's way too much going on. I agree. For me to even pay attention, I hope that doesn't hurt because I don't know if that is something that a lot of other people will also feel at the same time. That oh yeah, well I have my PS3 and my Xbox, and, and that's working perfectly fine for me. Uh, I mean, Nintendo's gonna have to do something really, really, really drastic and make people really, really excited. Uh, I think. So right, if they don't, then it's just gonna be like, oh, well, why do I need to get that when I have these two? They've been around for, you know, five years, and they're well established. Um, well, you know what I'd like to see is, pre like there were there were talks about connectivity with the Wii and DS, and that never panned out. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see is a full evolution of that, where the 3DS not only is just connective, connective, connected, but can also be a controller. In certain respects, in certain contexts, where, like, I mean, it, unfortunately it's missing the second analog stick for camera control, but all that aside, you know, for some games that can use it, you know, you, you have the touchscreen, you have the an analog stick, you have four face buttons and shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, uh, wireless connectivity. Um and like you can use a touchscreen in some some inventive ways like and and I can't think of anything that hasn't been thought of before on like feature articles that people are like well what do you think we could do you know like 
Like something as simple as like and and Ron would love this. Something as simple as playing Madden and being able to choose your plays on your touchscreen without the other person seeing. Yeah. Which they've because, been doing, but you know, I don't know if they even still do that in the new Maddens for Wii. Have that DS connectivity because I think that they had that kind of connectivity with the the GBA uh, cable for the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if they extended it to Wii and DS. They should have. They they didn't do anything with Wii or DS. They didn't. Ugh. They really didn't do anything except oh, you can download demos, and I they think made that's it about cute. it. Cute. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which, which you know, at the, I don't know. I, I feel like they they need to do it. But I heard, and you know, credit to again, credit to Chris Kohler for saying this. But he, uh, Chris Kohler from Wired, he uh, says that Nintendo kind of has a history of introducing a technology and then pulling it out of the next generation so that they can perfect it for the next generation. Right. So, like, like the Wii Remote was supposed to come out as a peripheral for the GameCube but they pulled it out so that they could make the next one all about it. They had Star Fox 2 done for the Super Nintendo, but they pulled that from release because they said, you know what, we don't want to push polygons on the Super Nintendo. We want that to be the N64 thing, you know, 3D right. polygons. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to blow our wad on this just yet. Um, so I don't know whether that's too conservative and, or if it's smart, you know, I don't know, but that's how, that's how and why maybe they were doing this thing, this type of, st- uh, of stuff. Which is not to say that that excuses them not supporting the e-reader, for example. Oh God! And and of course, the e-reader is not a technology that they held back for the uh, the next generation. They just said, "Fuck it." <laughs> right. Um. But now you know. Now they're 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 maybe pushing it forward a little bit with the QR codes. You know. So True. maybe that'll turn into something, or maybe it won't. <laughs> um. But yeah, I would I I would like to see them, you know, bring back connectivity and. You know, do it. Just make it work. Because PlayStation and PSP was starting to do that, but then you don't hear them doing anything about that anymore. Right. You, you hear you hear maybe um, being able to use your DualShock as a as a controller for Resistance Retribution or the resistant game, the, the first person shooter Resistance that came out on the PSP through Bluetooth. If you have a PSP Go, or you hear about unlocking things from the in the PS3 version if you played it on the PSP. Or, or like being able to play games remotely because you know how you can control your your PS3 remotely from your PSP. Right. Being able to play that remotely and stuff like that, and then it just died down, and no one did anything about it. Just like Nintendo, you know that died down. Bring it back, make it a big staple. I think there's a lot of potential there to to make like just like there's potential in the motion controls. Um, you know that was unlocked. You know you can do that with uh you can do that with the um with the DS, a three. I'm sorry, the 3DS. Um. Maybe integrate Street Pass and in, in, in Spot Pass into the new Wii so that you can carry your profile around with you. And that leads me to another thing. They have got to get their online shit together. Um, like, they, they really have to, 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 to get a unified service. Even if it's as kind of eh, shitty as, as PSN, you know, at least have something there so that when, when my Wii breaks and I want to re-download my games to my account, I can do that. Or I can log on to my Wii and see how many coins I have um, from entering in serial numbers from the games that I bought. Or even better, how about this? Integrate that into the 3DS uh, so that you can scan in the barcode from all the games that you buy and have that upload to your Nintendo account. Yeah, that would be great. Like, all that stuff, you know, and it's not just about the next Wii or whatever they're going to call it. Hopefully it's not something like Z, 
or or vagina or something. You know, it's like be a completely different name. Ugh, I, I, it's well. I'm just saying. I hope it's like something that's kind of tangible or palpable and not like we. I to this day, I, maybe I'm being stubborn, but I still don't like the name. I, I am still bitter over that. I still, I still, when I go to IGN once in a while, I still type in rev.ign.com. And it still works. Yeah, thank God it still works. Otherwise, I think I'd cry into my soup. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, and I think that's got to be a big part of Nintendo's next effort. And again, not necessarily like a new thing, but they really have to catch up. You know, I think that they've been playing this game of technologically being behind a generation, just so that they can implement new features and and you know make a profit, <laughs> make a profit off the box, and that's fine. Yeah. But but they, you know, there's some things that are features that. You know, you don't have to lose profits on, like, well, I don't know, that that's that's not true. It, it is expensive to maintain an online service, but still, it's got to be done, you know. If you're going to make people pay for it, fine, but it's got to be done. Um, and obviously, I, I would like to see more, a more traditional controller um, in conjunction with anything else. So... Like, you know, there's stupid rumors out there about there being a touchscreen on the control pad yeah. and all that stuff. Regardless of whether or not they do that, great. But as long as they give me my four face buttons and my D-pad and my analog sticks, great. And shoulder buttons, let's not forget those. Like, I, you know, I and they can be motion sensitive and whatnot, and I'm fine with that. Um, maybe they put a little sensor on the tip, uh, on, the, on the front bezel of the controller so that you can, like, still do Wii Remote functionality, great. But, you know, the... The problem with the Wii and its ports, things like Mortal Kombat Armageddon coming out on Wii, it's like, no, I'm not going to play a fighting game on that. I'd rather use a class controller. Well, not everybody bought into the class controller. Right. Um, though I think it's doing a, it, 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 it's been doing a lot better than like the equivalents on GameCube. Like, uh, you know, the GameCube had like Hori Fighting Stick for fighting games, but still nobody cared about SNK vs. Capcom in there. Right, right. Um, Except for me. <clears throat> <laughs> Except for you and and me, until I found out that I could get it for PS2, anyways. So I, that's when I stopped. But um, what else do I want to see out of it? I you know I frankly I just don't know because I I don't have that type of brain. I don't know what I would want to see out of it. I didn't know what the Wii was going to be. You know I I didn't know what their direction was going to be. Um, I guess um, I I guess just you know integrating the traditional with the with the new. Like I said, you know I mean. That that's really what I want because right now we're separated into two camps, you know. And like you said, the people who play the you know the motion sensitive games on the other consoles, well, there's nothing that that's really hard hitting that that people care about yet. Um, and you know, I wonder, I wonder how how long those things can last before it just becomes like, well, you know what, this is just kind of a toy for the family, and that's it. Right, and you know? then you and just could, play the game that came with it. Right, and like I really. Like I really feel that there's a potential for motion control to become a viable and and like a integral part to gaming without separating it out like it is currently, and they just need to find the right control scheme to do it, you know. Uh, and you know the dual shot, uh, the the six axis slash dual shock three thing, you know they, that kind of didn't pan out that much. And I know the 3ds has like. Um, Tilt, tilting and motion sensing and that that's still like uh, someone out there has got to do it <laughs> someone please do it it could be done I know it like if it like I don't mind the split controller setup but maybe like have a lot more buttons on it <laughs> you know like the I think the the PlayStation Move wand has 
Uh, I got I gotta look it up now. Uh, but I think it only has that one button, like that one action button and a trigger. Oh uh, right, and then the other controller has all the other buttons from PlayStation controller. I I think so. Let me let me take a look here. Um, so I'm looking at the dildos, and oh no, they have a PlayStation. They have a main PlayStation button, uh, a move button in the middle, and then the four but the four face buttons. But they're arranged like a rectangle, so they're not ergonomically fit for traditional gaming. Right. Um. So it's basically like the Wii Remote, almost, except a a, a tad better because the buttons are still a little bit more reachable. But yeah, I mean, I would just like to find some. Uh, I would just like for Nintendo to find a way to integrate that. That that's really all I'm asking for. Um. At this point, I th- I feel like we've Gone through a lot of innovations. I don't. I don't want virtual reality. I don't want that shit. Um, That's so 1994. I know. <laughs> um, I um. I think you know. I think a lot of the stuff is going to have to be at the software end, where they innovate how things work. You know, um, and that's why I was like really stressing online. But what about you? Like, what? What? Uh, you know, what? If anything, is there anything that you wish they had done for the Wii that they might be able to do now? Or is there anything that you're seeing on the other consoles that you would like to see Nintendo kind of try to catch up with their consumer base and, and do? So yeah, I mean, is there anything that you have in mind that you'd like to see uh, either that the Wii may may not have done that you wanted it to do that you want to see on this console or that other consoles have done that that Wii hasn't done or just anything fresh or new that, that pops to mind? I know I know that your focus is mostly on this generation, as is mine. But if there's anything that like that that of a even out of a curiosity that you'd like to see, I really don't know. <laughs> to tell you the truth, um, I've, I'm I guess it's because I'm overwhelmed with what I currently have like on tap, and then there's the 3DS, which is a great technology, but you know it doesn't have the software to support it yet. Really, um, I really don't know what. I would want out of like my next Nintendo console other than you know what's missing from this current console iteration which is you know uh, I would love to have some kind of connectivity like a reason to play Nintendo games with my friends but then at the same time I need a reason for my friends to want to play Nintendo games right <laughs> because you know what's the use of having a a nice stable and uh substantial online service when people don't want to buy your console anyway. Well, not people don't buy your console, but people that I know wouldn't want to buy your console, or if they do buy it, they're not going to play it anyway because they're so used to playing their PlayStation and their Xbox and their Call of Duty. Right. That's a shame that, like, a lot of people that I know are really just, like, Call of Duty, FPS, kinds of, you know, Grand Theft Auto people, and uh, I don't really know too many people who I could you know, get a really hot Nintendo game and be like, let's 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 play this, you know, over the weekend. We're gonna do this, that, and the other uh, on some Nintendo game if Nintendo had an online service. Right. So I don't know. I mean, with the with the DS, you know, you got Pokemon and whatnot, and um, the problem with Pokemon is that the perception based on age range is kind of uh, off. Where you know, you see somebody like me who's like thirty playing Pokemon. And you're probably gonna like look at him weirdly, <clears throat> or look at me weirdly. I'm like, well, fuck you, man. I'm just trying to play a game, have a good time. Um, and then, in order to really get the full uh, the full benefit out of it, you gotta interact with other people. Which, <clears throat> in this case, 
would probably require you to interact with younger people, like under 18 younger people, which is probably difficult in and of itself. It's difficult in and of itself for me, unless I already knew them or for something else. Right, right. But there's two problems with interacting with like younger folk is A, either they're like really into it and they're going over your head or um they're in, in what sense oh, going well, over your head? You know, like there's the, the there are people who are really like into Pokemon where they know everything about it and they really wanna like hook up and do um uh, trades and battles and stuff like that, but then you know, if if it's a, if it's a child, they tend to be a little bit more enthusiastic about it, and it can be a little bit off putting. Um, I don't know if you may not have experienced it, but um, no, I, I totally I totally see what you uh, feel. Uh, I totally see what you mean. See what you feel. <laughs> you um, see what I feel. Oh my god! No, because uh, when you when when you said go over your head, that that meant something completely different to me. Oh, you mean like saying something like, that you don't understand over your head? There's that, but there's also like, like, oh, you went over my head to like, like if you have a problem with something, you don't go to your boss, you go to your boss's boss. Oh, that's going that. over his head. Yeah, that's no, why no. I was just like, huh? No, I don't mean that. I mean, um, they will, they well, if if you're the kind of guy who or a girl who plays Pokemon on a casual level and you may not know all the names of the Pokemon and they were just saying, oh, well, then this, that, and that Pokemon and yeah. this. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's what I mean. Yeah. But then there's the, um, you know, the, the, the one who will um, try and I, I don't, I'm, I, I have the feeling, but I can't really express it in words at the moment. Um, because I haven't encountered anyone like that in a very, very, very long time. They're overly enthusiastic about it to the point where you're kind of drained from listening to them talk about it. Or, or even or you... You want to do something on your own time, but they like, no, 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 let's hook up, let's hook up. Not even that, but like you want to to to, to hook up with them and play with them, but the the way that they do it is a little off-putting. It's like a little too enthusiastic. You're like, well, you know, I'm just here to play the game, and yeah, I'll battle, and it'll be great fun. But when... It's like playing with someone who's over-competitive. Right, okay, I got you. You know, I got and, you. and they're they're really, like, uh, not pissed off, but they're really sore about losing, or they're really... Uh, they gloat a lot about um, winning, that kind of thing, where... Someone may just in in a Pokemon type. They, of they just want to play, yeah, yeah. They just they just want to play, and they, they may not want to do some like serious stuff. And and even if they were kind of interested, like for example, I I know about some really deep like meta game type of things in Pokemon. Um, I know that if I'm talking to somebody who's into Pokemon, but they're just not really into that advanced shit, that I'm not gonna be really trying to stress it on them, but right. if they ask, oh, what's such and such? I'm like, you sure you want to know? Not like, oh, it's this, 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 that, that, and this. Yeah. So, um, you know, that kind of, that, that's one of the things. But that I was saying that because of the fact that there aren't really many games that have that kind of community from Nintendo that don't involve, like, you know, 13-year-olds or 10-year-olds, and you're like... Right, that's a good point. You know, I want to be able to talk to people about a Nintendo game that I really like that's not Smash Brothers, because Smash Brothers is a game that, you know, 
I can get up with a group of people who are my age and play. But right. that's only one game, and I can't do that all the time. Like, I would like to be able to get people together and play something else. Like, you know, we play Rock Band all the time, right? But the thing yep. about Rock Band is that there's always different songs, so it's always different. Yeah. So with Smash Brothers, there's only the same roster of characters and the same stages and the same whoop-ass for the, however many hours you play. So you can't say, oh, let's play Smash Brothers every weekend because it's going to get boring. Although, well... If you limit the amount of time you play it, like when I was working at Acclaim, we played Super Smash Bros. Melee every day, but it was for 45 minutes. So okay. we used to rush, get in the room, get the shit set up, and then beat as much ass as possible until lunch was over. And it was exhilarating every day. Beat flames out your ass. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad that like all my controllers don't work because I was, I was usually right. the one to bring in my, my GameCube because it was convenient for me. And plus, I got a lot of the time logged in. But, you know, it was great. But you can't really do that um, when you actually have the time and you are spending three or four or five hours playing Smash Brothers. And it's wonderful that first time, but maybe six months from now, we'll we'll do that again. Right. So so basically, you're, you're saying that it would be nice to have an environment now where people are more attracted to a Nintendo console so you could talk to them about it. Um, so are, are you saying that maybe you'd like to see it come back to a place where, uh, you know, the equivalent Call of Duty comes out on the console so you could talk to people about that, or you want them to migrate over away from the Call of Duty stuff well, so I'm they can talk to you about it stuff? Duty, because, so, um... because what I, because I, I think it's going to be very difficult, like, for, um... Like I think it'll be easy to get people on the console if they have all the third-party support and the right online infrastructure, but I think it's going to be very hard to get them to then migrate from Call of Duty to the games that you like. You know. Well, here's the thing. The people who I know do like the games that I like, but they would rather not play them because they're on Wii or because they're on DS. And that's... Um, I'm assuming that that's because they don't want to buy a Wii and get, you know, one, two, three games and then put it aside because they're going to constantly be playing other games that they're interested in. So it's like, I know people who are interested in games that I'm interested in, but at the same time, they don't have them for, well, they don't have them. In this it's, case, it's, it's they like they're not game. interested in them enough to dedicate buying an entire console just to the few games that you guys could share, uh, could share experiences about. Right. And then, so so uh, you're right. Then that that would work if they, if they brought, you know, the the Nintendo console to the status quo. Then they might be encouraged to buy the Nintendo console for Call of Duty, but also then they're like, hey, now I can also buy this game and, and talk about it with you. Right. And gotcha. or with the infrastructure, the online infrastructure, even play the game with me, um, right? Because you know, I was actually speaking to someone, um, one of my uh, fraternity brothers, and he says he has a Wii, but he has like three games for it, and he doesn't play it, and <laughs> he doesn't believe that you know there are any really worthwhile games for the Wii. And I go, well, I have like you know quite a few games and then I started rattling off names. This game's good, this game's good, that game's good, this game's good, that game's good. And he goes, Well yeah, but uh, you know, I'd rather stick to you know, Call of Duty. And I'm like, okay, fine. 
that's that's what you like. I'm not gonna force you to like something that you know you're not going to like, even though you already have the console. Uh, I'm just telling you that there's more than three games that you, being that I know what kind of games you like, and right. they're not they're not shooters or anything like that. But I know that you like different kinds of games, and you would probably like these. Right. See that now, <laughs> now you kind of know how I feel about WoW. Yeah. And how Tony feels about WoW because it's just like, all right, all these, uh, all everyone's doing is playing WoW. That's it. Oh. Like, and, and, and and like, and like, I like I don't care about it. I want to play other things, and it's frustrating that everybody's just playing WoW, or like some online MMO. It's frustrating that everybody's just playing Call of Duty, and it's like that's not even the best game out there. It really isn't. Like why? You know, oh, you just like shooting people. And it's like, you, you know, I, I I kind of feel like if Nintendo is going to take this approach of getting back to the hardcore, they're going to have to dip back into that pool um, and bring out a controller that can handle it. Because, like, a lot of people can't seem to wrap their hands around. And, again, I, I'm going to preach this until, like, until, like, a crow rips out my guts. <laughs> but, like, what is wrong with you people who don't know how to use a Wii controller with a, a first-person shooter? I don't, I don't get it. I don't under- I physically don't understand how people have problems with it. I really don't. I don't either. Like, this is not like a fandom thing. This is like literally like, I'm not that good at games. It kind of works for me. Actually, it really works for me. And I'm still bad at it, but it works. I don't understand how it doesn't work. I don't. Like, help me, somebody. You know? It could be ignorance. It's like somebody... It's like, huh? It could be ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there, there's some people in the media whose job it is to play these games, and they're like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, you're wrong. It works. You know, it's like someone telling me, and this is very specific, Chris. It's like you telling me that the 360 controller does not fit in your hand. Oh damn! It you have bigger hands than I do, buddy, and it fits in my hand perfectly. So I think I don't. I, I mean, I don't know, but um, just a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you know, I I should really count the amount of times I say like you know, and then stop. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so if they get a control scheme that people are, are down with, like they put out the controller for GoldenEye. I mean, the, the classic controllers are always there, but it's just that some games didn't support it. Um, but, you know, offer that option, and then now that you're in HD... Well, here's the other thing, though. They're like, oh, this console's going to display in HD, the power's going to be there. Yeah, what kind of power? You know that Nintendo always does things so they can make a profit on day one, yep. right? So how powerful is it really going to be? Yeah, it's going to put out HD... But does that mean that we're going to be stuck in the Xbox 360 age where if you try to push it too much, you... Like, I mean, uh, again, I think things have looked great ever since the GameCube uh, PlayStation 2 era. Um, Not to say that there wasn't room for improvement and that I don't see the benefits of it today, but they still look great. And I'm not asking for them to go all out and be like, oh, we have, like, DirectX 5000 capability. Um, But again, a lot of, you know, some people are still you know, going to be cynical about it. Look at a Nintendo platform that is that looks as good as a 360, that, that has games that look as good as they do on 360, but then the Xbox, uh, the Y-Box, I don't know, and, and, the, and the PlayStation Xbox 4. Xbox 720. <laughs> yeah. Or like, the, them shits are going to have games that look like, you know, like a Pixar movie, like literally like a Pixar movie, like like you're there, you know that like it's it's at it's at that level at that level of smoothness, and you know they're always going to be playing catch up. So at what point are the cynics going to be like, you know what, this is good enough, and 
good enough should be good enough for me. I right? doubt anyone's going to say that. Yeah, never, no one's ever going to say that, but in the marketplace. I that, the, 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 oh, you finish. I was going to say that like it worked for the Wii because they branched out. But that's the whole point about what I'm saying here is that they're not branching out anymore. They're, they're going back, or they're potentially going back uh, to traditional stuff. And if they try to do that, now where is their competitive advantage? Because now Microsoft has a motion control thing. Now Sony has a motion control thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if they don't have that advantage to hang their hat on, and now they they their games are perceived to look worse than the other console, then where are they going with it? You know, I thought that there was a uh, a comment about this console that is going to be more powerful than the 360 and the PS3. I thought that there was a comment that said as powerful. That's why I was kind of worried. But maybe I don't know. I like I I you, you could very well be right. I mean, um, I'll start. I mean, I'll see if <clears throat> I think <clears throat> Engadget might have something. Uh I mean, given the way Nintendo works, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like just as powerful and not more powerful. But, you know, maybe there's some hope. I mean, like when you went when you went from the N64 to the GameCube, like that was still a generational leap. Um, yeah, well, that was a huge generational leap. But the GameCube to the Wii was just like a small, like evolutionary. This looks kind of better, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 like, it, it really didn't wasn't taken advantage of by third parties, and that's the most important thing. Because when you're trying to port Call of Duty Nine over to <laughs> over to the to, to the Z, what the fuck you're gonna call it? And it doesn't look as good. And it suffers from the same thing. Like, if, if you know, whatever scraps of Infinity Ward is remaining, who's working on Call of Duty 9, decides to go all out with, like, a new engine and, like, super awesome technology and, you know, make things look even better than Battlefield 3 is perceived to look today. Um, and I say perceived to look because, you know, where's the gameplay footage of that stuff in the commercial? Um, then, like, now they're going to be like, oh, well, you know what, the, the Z can't handle it that the Z would look like a 360 game but we're past that today. So we're going to we're still going to have to water it down. Maybe take maybe cut down the geometry by a little bit, maybe get get rid of a few trees here and there or whatnot. Um and then people are going to do stupid comparisons on on GameSpot and IGN and stuff like side by side like, "Oh, look how this version doesn't stack up," you know. Mm-hmm. That's all like that's all like unintentional PR if you, if you, you know, for lack of a better term. So, you know, that that's why I'm like I don't care about the graphics, but people do. People care about the perception, and that's going to drive the sales of that thing. You know, so we'll have to see. Um, and again, it worked for the DS, but you know what? The DS had a feature to hang its head on. It had a touchscreen, had two screens, yep. and it's still going to have that ha- that thing to hang its head on because the NGP is not going to have two screens or like you know that 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 type of focus. True, true. So, like, if Nintendo is really going to be like, yo. We're really just going to be a Nintendo franchise playing machine, and we don't care if we only sell uh, like a mil- uh, like a million units this entire year because we're making so much money on it anyways. That's that's, that's all we need to sell. We're going to be going back to a niche market or a niche or ever however the fuck you want to spell it. Pronounce <laughs> it. Fine, if that's your business plan, fine. Um, but I, I just you know I, I I don't know if you can expect them to repeat the Wii um, if they follow this path. And I'm sure there's something else that they're doing with it that they're not saying. And there oh, has there to. is. I just read something that um, Satoru Iwata said that um, they 
are, uh, damn it, let me read it. <laughs> I forgot. Um, he says Nintendo will propose a new approach to home video game consoles. Uh, he says it's difficult to make 3D images a key feature, you know, 3D TV, uh, because 3D TVs haven't obtained a wide acceptance yet. So, a new approach to home video game consoles, which, uh, I mean, it's something that is already created because it's playable at E3, so it's not like he's blowing smoke out of his ass, although, I mean, he may think it's new and we may not think it's new, but it could very well be something that's not motion, not, uh, well, it's not 3D, uh, you know, it's most likely going to have something to do with the controller because that's what Nintendo identifies the fact that playing a game involves a controller and that usually is what the approach is because everybody does graphics and graphics kind of be, you know, between all three consoles, graphics are graphics. They just, you know, ramp up, ramp up. But the interface is what really makes the game the game sometimes. Right. Most of the time. Maybe all the time. Uh... And so maybe that's where they're coming from again, where they're 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 doing the HD graphics, and this interface is what's going to change the the world of you know the approach to home video game consoles. Yeah, you know what's funny though about that? Like last time when they said Nintendo's going to spark a gaming revolution, mm-hmm. and that's why the console was called the Revolution. Right. Like the the I feel like the the common perception was that motion control was going to revolutionize gaming in the sense that you know all these games now would would uh, would integrate uh, what I wished for, you know, would integrate motion controls in a certain way to to make them in a, a crucial part of the experience and like and and smoothly blend them into the traditional gaming that we know to make it kind of a new beast. It did not do any of that mm-hmm. at all. What it revolutionized was the way the marketplace saw games. But it didn't revolutionize the games themselves. Yes, we have Connect. You know what? Half that shit doesn't work. Yes, we have Move. Well, you know what? Half that shit's bocce ball. Just like Wii Sports. Just like, oh, in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, you could play it in a really shitty way, or you could get the classic killer and play it the right way. Or like, um, you know, like Mario Galaxy, where it's, it's a fantastic game, and you can, you know, motion controls play a small part in it, but that's it. You know, the first-person shooter thing never catch up, caught on. Also, uh, again, I'm going to, to to howl this because people don't know how to use it, and fuck them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's... It, it wasn't a gaming... A, a, a game mechanic revolution. It was a game marketplace revolution. And part of that was because of the mechanic. Yes, I, I agree. You know, casual people wouldn't have gotten into it if they couldn't... If they didn't think that it was novel to wave your arms around. But, again, they weren't, like... Like a, a lot of the things were mini games, bowling, like like Wii Sports, and it's it just didn't. I just feel that it didn't revolutionize it in the way that I thought it would, you know. So when it says we're gonna change the approach to home consoles, all right, we'll see, you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what you really mean by that. Um. So I I don't know. Like I'm I'm not trying to be super cynical for the sake of being cynical, but it's it's one of those things where like we've heard this before, and. You've been right on one level, but completely, like you said, blowing smoke up our, our, our ass on another level. You know, so I, I, it remains to be seen. And I always found that expression funny. Um, why would you want smoke blown up your ass? No, 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 out. Out your ass. Yeah. Well, why would you want someone else to blow smoke out of your ass? No. 
<laughs> oh, he's blowing smoke out of I his mean, ass. I mean, someone has, yeah. Okay, just making sure, because that's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, anything else that you want to say about that? We're about to run out of time, but I... I I kind of butted in, so... That's all right. Um, I found that article. It was basically a speculation that oh. it would be more powerful than the PS3 and the Xbox 360, but, you know, that could just be intermediary. Nintendo right. said that they weren't going to comment, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, who's to say that, all right, this new console for Nintendo comes out, it's more powerful than the 360 and PS3. That's great. But then when the next Sony and Microsoft consoles come out, they would most likely be more powerful than this Nintendo right. console. So, right. exactly. you know, whatever. We'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But I do want to end this by uh, reading a new a news report uh, relating to the PSN uh, shit. Ooh, okay. Uh, actually, there's two. One uh, was from yesterday that uh, the... The PSN attack has the attention of Homeland Security. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm just going to quickly run through this article. Uh, it's an, a Kotaku article, but I'll do my best to to, to <laughs> skip all the uh, the, the bloggy the errors. Um, let's see. U.S. Department of Homeland Security has joined the FBI, FTC, and 22 state attorney general in uh, investigating the PSN breach. Uh, that malicious intrusion into Sony's online network and its curiosity service. Oh. Yeah. Forced PlayStation owners offline, blah, blah, blah. Homeland Security says it is aware of the recent cyber intrusion and um, computer emergency readiness team is working with law enforcement, international partners, and Sony to assess the situation. So, da-da-da-da-da, you know, the FBI is looking into this, da-da-da, and the whole thing about the credit cards, da-da-da. So, Homeland Security and the FBI and 22 state attorneys general are all in this whole PlayStation shit. Um, but tomorrow, at uh, 2 p.m., uh, what you call that time? <laughs> Japan time. <laughs> Uh, Japan stand? Uh, no, 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 I'm just saying. I, I forgot. For some, odd, for some odd reason, I forgot what I was reading because the stupid Need for Speed Shift 2 ad came on. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, 2 p.m. in Japan, 1 a.m. here, Kazuo Hirai will be, um, Kazuo hey, buddy, haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, he's holding a press conference on, uh, the PSN breach. <laughs> So he's going to discuss the investigation, the uh, information management system, the schedule for bringing PSN back online. That's what Sony said in the news release. So, yeah, yeah. this is fucked. It's it's. Uh, I feel like it's funny how one week of damage can bring down uh, an entire years, two years worth of progress on Sony's part. For real. And how it can turn around the whole stigma of which platform holder is the shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from from the oh red rings now. To, again, you know hindsight is everything. But you know I, I've got to say that looking at this situation, I'd rather have a red ring console than my information compromised. Oh yeah, Just, anytime. Now, if it turns out, if it turns out that no information was compromised, but that's not true at all. That would be great. Yeah, but well, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. Oh right, right. They really don't. We know. have they no said idea. It, if may, they, it most likely is, but we don't really like, know. Like I think a point being like it whether or not the people who hacked in 
actually took the data or looked at the data. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, I, let, let me rephrase. I should. It's the exact opposite. It's uh, what I mean is, if the people who hacked in like had access to the data but didn't abu- didn't exploit that access, like they said, look, yeah. guess what we did? We hacked into your database, but then they didn't take any of the data. Yeah, about then that. that's okay. But we, you can never know. You can never know that they just decided to hack in and not touch anything. And furthermore, how can you trust a human being to not touch something like that? That's oh my god, credit card info. You know, how can you? You know, you can't. So, but yeah. we also don't know. Like until it happens, until we see weird charges on our credit card or whatnot, we don't know what's happened. Yeah. Um, and if some fictional alien universe like gives us a, a device that 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 can tell us for for sure, hey. Nothing actually happened. They didn't take your data. It's just exposed. But now that you've changed it, you're fine. And they didn't take it, and it's all safe. They just wanted to prove a point. Then, of course, the onus falls back on Microsoft to explain away their red rings. But yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, but about that thing, there's one more thing that I want to read. Uh, there's a rumor. I probably shouldn't really be reading about rumors, but it's significant um, that... And I posted this on my Facebook account, so I don't know if you saw it. But nope. The rumor is that there are 2.2 million PSN members' credit card details up for sale. Oh, shit. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the, the article basically is, uh, says it's from Kotaku by Luke Plunkett. Plunkett. Uh, according to Kevin Stevens, an online security expert with Trend Micro, "Quote unquote, low-level cyber criminals are currently shopping around lists supposedly containing credit card details of 2.2 million PlayStation uh. Network members. While Sony says it has no evidence credit card numbers were stolen in the attacks on PlayStation Network, it has still recommended people make necessary precautions regarding their cards and bank accounts. Uh, Steven says details are up for sale on the illegal forums of carders, people engaged in credit card fraud. And while he does not link these forums directly, he says the sellers are claiming to be in possession of cardholders' names, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, dates of birth, and perhaps, most importantly, full credit card details, including the verification number, which makes no sense, because Sony technically said that they don't store that information, and I believe that because you have to enter it every time you use your credit card on right. PSN, so they I don't think that they would store it. So, here we go. Now these sellers could be full of shit, especially given the unlikelihood of CVV2 numbers being stored anywhere near the PSN. Uh, mm-hmm. Although Sony does request users input the digits at least once. Well, yeah, every time you buy something, you gotta put it in. Uh, and I could put a listener on Craigslist right now for selling the moon for $50. There's nothing stopping me. The moon. <laughs> China, I think I have something you want. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All the tea. Oh, man. I really would like to find out really fast, though, because I don't, you know, I, I don't... 2.2 million, that's nuts. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe, maybe it doesn't make sense, I guess. I guess don't fall prey to fear-mongering, but when it's your credit card info, you can never be too careful. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I've, I've been um, a, a victim of slight uh, identity theft. Like, you know, somebody, somehow, I have no fucking idea, will, like, have my account information, my debit card number, and will, like, order Match.com. And then I have to get my my debit card number changed. And then that changes everything in my life because usually I memorize my debit card number so I don't have yeah, to actually pull yeah. the fucking thing out. So I've stopped trying to remember uh, my my numbers. And just pull pull the card out? Yeah, just pull the fucking card out. Like, I don't even remember my CVVs much. I mean, there's one I do remember, 
because uh you know my wallet's usually like in my coat. I don't want to walk out and if I want to buy something real quick off of Steam, well no, Steam doesn't do it. Um off of PSN or Xbox. Uh no, Xbox. Anyway, if I want to buy something really quick like maybe off of a website like uh Newegg or Amazon, Amazon yep. it's all <laughs> who cares. If there is a place, I would have to run and look for it. So bah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, anyway, hacker, stop. You suck. Um, oh no, did I uh, did I insult you, hackers? I'm sorry. Don't 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 hack. <laughs> don't my don't hack. Uh, uh, try games. <laughs> Not that uh, there's anything that you would get from there. Yeah, there's there's. I mean, there is really nothing. Yeah. What can we? There's there's a, a couple of shitty reviews that I wrote in the past. Okay. <laughs> you can steal my <laughs> reviews. It's those. out there for people to read. Um, there are no credit card numbers in here. Although, no. Uh, but yeah, uh, so thanks for that update. Uh, I, I must now lay a public service announcement to all the people on the basketball thread to let them know that PSN sucks um, <laughs> and to watch out. But uh, anyway, um, there are places that Al and I and PT, who is currently sick and internetless, live on the internet when he did have internet. So uh, we can find ourselves in many different places, and here you go. That was fantastic, wasn't <laughs> ah, it? Ah, yes. That was great. I love pre-recorded pinpage, don't you? Yes, I do too. All right, we've got to get out of here, but uh, before I go, any last thoughts on your hair, sir? My hair is, else? is Mortal good. Kombat, Mortal Hair, Mortal Wii, Mortal Wombat. Um, oh, I bought Kirby Epic Yarn, and uh, Ooh, I might actually play it. Did you start playing play any of it? It's still oh, in... you might actually play it. I, I haven't yet, but I might. Um, not right actually. now, because my... Wii is in the bedroom, but I think I might actually play a little bit of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Do the um, do the fatality trainer. Try out Kung Lao's fatality. Certainly. Just to see it. Um, and maybe it's the hidden one, so you have to go online, but I, I don't know. Nah. Um, anyway, so that's it from us. Uh, send us any remarks that you have about you know your PSN experience, about whether or not you've you know been affected by it. Well, I mean, you have been, but whether or not you've been directly affected by an identity thief or anything like that, or or if you've had any trouble, you know, changing any of your information, whatever, if you're affected by it, let us know. You have the email address, you have our Twitters, um, and or, or anything that you'd like to see in the new Wii, uh, aside from trolley comments like, I would like to not see it. Um, you know, mailbag, you know what it is, mailbagstrikers.net. Um, but that's it from us, so for Pete... Okay. <laughs> Hi, fluffer nutter sandwich for Al. Two L's, two C's. <laughs> did I do that last oh. week? I don't. I don't remember if we did. We you should do it every week until he comes back. For real. Two L's, two C's. Uh, I am your host Austin, and we are deflated. I, you know, I really like it when shit be touching my mouth and shit. <laughs> <laughs>